Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Second documentary, right? This is the second one you've done. Yeah. Okay. First one was on BL. Okay. Today's guest, the great Candace Owens, who just recently launched a documentary called uh, Convicting a Murder. I watched it last night, which was uh, pretty epic, and this morning. Uh, and then she did one before, Biggest Lie Ever Sold. She wrote a New York Times bestselling book. Very hard to become a uh, New York Times bestseller when your name is Candace Owens. But they had to do it. They had to do it because results forces you to recognize. They're called Blackout. Uh, she co-founded Blexit, a long former uh, Tucson police officer, Brandon Tatum, in 2018. In 2021, she joined Daily Wire, where she hosts uh, a show, uh, uh, hosts Candace, a political talk show. And, by the way, You've seen her all over the place. Candace, thank you so much for being on the thank podcast. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. Yes, it's great to have you on. So, Candace, question. You know, this, this entire time, you know, we're sitting there saying, how do we start the question? What do we talk to her about? Who were you in high school, in 10th grade? I'm actually curious. Oh, gosh, that is a totally different Candace. I mean, I, I would say I was probably who everybody was in, in, in 10th grade. You know, I was 
definitely just trying to figure out who I was. I was skipping classes. I was always in good classes though, but I was skipping them. I had a boyfriend who I was obsessed with, you know, and so we were always skipping and, and going other places. Um, definitely not conservative, but I would say not politically inclined at all, which is important to state because people have kind of shifted the narrative and said I was like a radical leftist or something. I just didn't care about politics, never voted, um, wasn't following it at all. But uh, yeah, always loved communication, uh, excelled at English and writing and things of that nature. And yeah, I mean, teachers would probably say I was a bit of a smartass. Well, I'd be surprised yeah. if you said that. No yeah. way. They called you smart. I was always consistently a smartass. Really? I can yeah. see it, Candace. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. What, what do you think your, your fellow classmates are saying about you now? Like, I can't, I didn't see this coming or no. I totally saw it coming. Totally. I would think they would say the opposite. Yeah. And my, my parents, I mean, just, I've, I've always been very sure of myself, even when I was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Is that, yeah. that, that makes sense? Yeah. Like I have a two year old like toddler most women. and he's, <laughs> I have a two year old toddler son who's got that same characteristic where he's always very sure of himself, even when he's completely wrong. So were uh, you to a 4.5 GPA? Were you to 4.2 no, GPA? No, I was like the 3.5. Okay. Cause I just didn't care. Got it. And that was 3.5 without trying at all. Were you playing sports? Were you an athlete? Cheerleader? Cheerleader, mm -hmm. okay. Big mm -hmm. high school or small high school? Uh, 2,000 people graduated in my high school, so relatively big. More English, less math. Did you like yeah. science? Hated math and science. Okay. Loved English communication, so kind of makes sense that I'm doing English yeah. communication. Um, and when I graduated, I majored in journalism and English, so words always just came very easily to me. I loved to read, which was uh, my dweeb habit that I developed from the time I could pick up a book. What did so. you read back then? What were you reading? I was actually reading all fiction. My mom was a part of some weird book club where she'd just get like, like Nora Roberts and Dean Koontz sort, you know, and mm. it was just what I was reading. Obviously the books were bigger than my head when I was younger, but it was just what was on our bookshelf. So uh, I, I read through everything my mom read through. I was very into Harry Potter, forget it, like oh, racing really? home to try to, <laughs> yeah, to try to beat my mom to read the books when oh, they wow. came out, like very into the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Have you ever met him? I haven't met him yet, yet. I like that. Idea. Meaning but like might, you plan I on plan it. to meet Harry Potter. Nice. Yeah. Maybe we can arrange something. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> a little Hogwarts action. A little Candace well, what Owen. house would you be in? Did you guys read Harry Potter? No. My that is deeply upsetting to me. Every yeah. person should actually read it. It's, really? it's a really good. That? It's She's a good. Really, She's really good, good. book. I mean, it's not didn't become this whole thing because it was a bad book. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. it's really good. What house are you? I that you know what I don't. Wow, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Gryffindor, sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I would be like Harry, like it would be like between Gryffindor and Slytherin, and then I would be able to pick my house. That's a reference to that watched Harry Potter. Pat, do you but know actually, anything that she's talking about? <laughs> no, but people yeah. that are watching yeah. this show do, because Harry Potter was yeah. sensational, and they should place you in a house. I want to actually know. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. Rob, can you ask them what house <laughs> they put him in? What house they would put him in? Harry Potter. See what that's they say. very important. Oh, 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 if you had to guess, can, hold on, Adam, if you had to guess what kids. they're going to guess, what do you, got, what do you guys think? Uh, Gryffindor or Slytherin? They're going to say Pat. There's more houses. No, there's though. more houses. Yeah. Oh. He could be. But I'm saying they're going to pick out of those two main ones. He has to be Gryffindor. Now I have to go. What do you do? Could be Ravenclaw. Oh, Ravenclaw. Now you're just blowing his mind. Yeah, I don't know. I got to hear it. I got to hear people. Rob, why don't you, first of all, why don't you do this? Do a poll to see what percentage of the audience has read 
the books, if we can kind of get an idea on Read that. or watch the movie? I Bo- think it's, both counts. Both counts. Okay, the both books, counts. The books are amazing. And, but, the movie's pretty And Candace, can I ask you a question? So, so you know, high school, he asked you, high school, you're getting older. Slytherin? What's Slytherin? Slytherin is the bad, oh, is the bad one. But they're good witches they're and good wizards. They're good witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's good people in there. So, Candace, in, in your, you know, high school, Pat asked, like, you know, you're getting older, you're getting older. At what moment was the political thing hit in your head? Like, at what moment were you like, I got to kind of get involved? It, recently, I mean, I, I guess it's not that recently anymore, but not until Trump came down the escalator in 2015. And oh, I wow. think it's because it, it was Donald Trump. He made everybody, even if you weren't politically inclined, you suddenly had an opinion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Couldn't look away. Yeah. So I didn't have, yeah. there was no political inclinations in my house. My parents were not politically engaged. My grandparents, I, who I grew up for a good portion of my childhood in their home, weren't politically engaged. So I would say I came from a very mm-hmm. apolitical family. But of course, left-leaning because you're black and you're supposed to be a Democrat. Yeah, so that's exactly. just kind of the cultural poisoning that goes on. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2015, Trump came on the escalator. I remember thinking, like, I don't want this guy to win mm-hmm. because he, not because of any reason other than he's an entertainer. You know, exactly. so to me, it was it was like if someone like Hulk Hogan was running, I would just be like, oh, no, he's an entertainer. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, didn't, it didn't feel appropriate after Obama was in office. And then I watched a speech that he gave in Dimondale, Michigan, and he made this very interesting elevator pitch to black America. And he was kind of just listing through all of the actual factual statistics in black America of like, this is the poverty rate. This is whatever it is. And at the end, he's just like, I mean, did you try something different? What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a pretty good business pitch. He's <laughs> like, yeah. saying like, I'm the greatest person ever, but he's saying, look around you. You've been doing the same thing. Democrats 50 years, nothing's gotten better. Why don't you just try something different? And after I finished watching it, I, I like remember turning on whatever I was normally used to watching, MSN, CNN, and they completely pretended that he attacked black Americans, mm-hmm. called him a racist, that he gave the most racist speech, said black Americans were all living in poverty. And it was just such a blatant lie that I was confused about why my trusted sources were lying. Gotcha. And then I kind of started wondering what the racist side was saying, and I just got curious. So we were just talking about about high school. You, you left high school, you graduated high school, and you went Rhode Island, mm-hmm. not exactly a bastion of conservatism. No, it's not. And then from there, you went to work for Vogue magazine, which was even further left than the University of Rhode <laughs> Island. So where were you, like, on political spectrum and just thinking? Maybe you didn't think of it was political, but where was your thought like, when you left high school, then to Rhode Island, and where did you come to where you are today? Well, I, I was a, I was liberal, but I wasn't crazy liberal. Like, you're never going to find any old pics of, like, I had Republican friends. That, you know, it was just a different time. I think you were, we were allowed to kind of be like, oh, like, I'm left-leaning and right-leaning, and you could that be friends. That was okay back then. That was okay back then. That was totally <laughs> fine. No, Nobody actually really cared. It was college. And I would say I was liberal in the sense that if you had just asked me, generally speaking, about things, like, is feminism good? Yes. Yeah. Just everything... Just a checklist of I've had a public school education, you know, and I had a public school education. So I would have said yes to this, yes to that, gay, gay rights, all of these things, but not forcefully. Like there's no old images of Candace like wearing a pussy hat or marching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just doesn't exist. I just didn't care. Very disappointing. More of an answer than I was. What about Obama? Did you vote for Obama? This No. Straight up. No. So it's so funny because everyone says that there because I just didn't care. I mean, I I was no, I I shouldn't say that I didn't care. I was so happy when Obama won. Yeah. Because because he was black. Because he was black. Or because he's gay. I mean, very simple. Both reasons. Because he's (laughs) black and because he's very much 
flaming. Um, and so I think you're saying Obama wonderful. wears a pussy hat like, to go to sleep every night? <laughs> sure. I think it's wonderful. Wow. Yeah. And for those reasons, I remember sitting in my room at, on my college campus and like crying the night Obama. I'm like, oh, yeah, this means America's moving forward. But crying because tears of joy. Cheers, tears of joy. And okay. I, you, I mean, you couldn't not feel the Obama oh my God. effect in 08. It was yeah. kinetic. Yes, we can. The yeah. whole of course. So 15 everybody. years ago. How old are you at the time? At 15 years ago, you're... I, how old was I when Obama? You were in college, probably, I was in, right? I was in college. Yeah. I remember being, I, my, I think it was my sophomore year. Got 20 it. years old, yeah. give or take. So, eight, so 2008, he's becoming president. You cannot believe this is taking place. And then the evolution into really get into politics doesn't happen until 2016. Yeah, yeah. And I, then boom. Yeah, I went and worked in New York. I was working at a private equity firm. I was just like fully trying to get myself out of student loan debt. So it was all about working for me. I was never an idiot. I was always about you know, wanting to get my finances right. Yeah. I've never not had a job since I was 14 years old. Um, my grandfather was very much impressed upon the Owens. You, you have a job, you work. And so for me, I just wanted to get my financial life in order. And coming out of college, I had 150k in student loan debts, no money from my family, so it was the pressure to make money was what my focus was. I didn't really care about um, politics at all. 150k? Where'd yeah. you go to school? Rhode Island, URI. Can you believe that? <laughs> 35k a year, and then of course, obviously after for a you random take public from university. Sally May. Yeah, yeah, there was like thirty-seven thousand dollars per year. All right, here you go. Rob got the pulse for you. What does this mean? Tell I know. Us. Wow. Gryffindor. They Gryffindor, put you in like Gryffindor. The... They think you're brave. That's the house Harry Potter's in. Okay. They right. think you're brave, Respect. that you have good values. You know, but that, you, this, this could be a biased poll. I just want to say this could be a biased poll because they're watching your show. Yeah, they're probably like, I would be curious what the, you know. Yeah. Wow. Second, though, is Slytherin. Second, that's pretty crazy, that's, that's right? Pretty that's pretty crazy. pretty nuts. I, I thought they'd mm. go Ravenclaw, but they went Slytherin. Yeah, so yeah. They, they they definitely think you have a capacity for evil. They think that you could twerk. <laughs> yeah. I respect yeah. it. Yeah. I respect <laughs> it. But, they, but you are definitely, definitely no Hufflepuff. I, mean, no I, Hufflepuff. I know that. No, I, yeah, yeah, sure. no I, know you, I knew Huffpo would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Hufflepuff. Okay, so let's go into some, let's go into some uh, uh, current events. And then, obviously, we'll talk about the documentary as well. We're going to put the link below, folks, for the documentary. Rob, if you can make sure chat, description, everything, we have the doc. We'll talk about that uh, on this story. But let me first go to our sponsors. Our sponsors today is uh, American Hartford Gold. We chose to go, go with these guys. Uh, we looked at a lot of different places. As you know, I've been a gold investor for many years. I have physical gold. I've had physical gold for many years. A question you got to ask yourself is this. In 2022, central banks globally bought $70 billion worth of gold. That's the most in 73 years. What do they know that you and I don't know? So American Hartford Gold, what they'll do is they'll ship the physical gold to your place or silver directly to your front door. Even if it's a gold IRA, they'll do that as well if you have retirement funds. Uh, that you cannot, cannot afford to lose. This is a time for you to consider precious metals, a dealer I trust, American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts. They have the finest products, amazing customer service, and a buyback commitment. They have earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews from an A-plus from Better Business Bureau. Talk, uh, tell them I sent you directly, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. Click on a link below or call... 866-939-6984, or text PBD to 65532. Again, text PBD to 65532. Okay, so Ron DeSantis, how do you think he's doing? Bad, badly, without question. Why do you think? 
um, but he just has a personality problem, and and personality matters in politics. You can't describe it. There's an it factor that people have, and and it doesn't matter left or right. By the way, like Bill Clinton has the it factor. Mm. I mean, there's just something about Bill Clinton that even when you know mm. he's lying to your face, you just like him. He picks up the saxophone, he plays it, and mm. you feel good about Bill Clinton. So true. Like Arsenio Hall when he did that, you know, you just oh, yeah. Yeah. like this. Yeah. I love him. yeah, I'm like, oh yeah. god, I, I know I'm supposed to hate you, but <laughs> even when Hillary was yeah. running, I was like, yeah, I kind of like Bill. It's called- <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree. Yeah. I voted for him. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Like, I was yeah. like, I'll deal with it because I like yeah, that guy. He had, sw- guy. he had swag. So, well, what he does that tell us, though? What does yeah. that tell us, though? Because when Larry Elder yeah, was here this something. week, Larry Elder was here this week. And I, I, my trainer asked me, he says, who do you have this week? I said, Larry Elder Tuesdays. I said, Candace on Thursday. And he, he himself is a former wide receiver, African-American. So he's a great guy. He says, what is this? The PBD podcast, African-American week. That was, I said, no, bro, just, that's what we're doing. Yeah. But when Larry was here, we were talking. One of the things we talked about is that I'm interested in, is what are the top five most important things to look at? Like in baseball, they used to say it's home runs or doubles or steals, stolen bases or this, and then now they're going on-base percentage. You know, in every sales company, you want to find the number one most important behavior. In content, you need charisma, you know, mm-hmm. able to keep someone's attention, storyteller, witty, entertaining, value, all of which you have all of that. So you need those types of qualities. What do you think are the top five things you need to make a president worth like, you know how Roger Stone said back in the seventies, eighties, he says, I think Trump's going to be a president one day, right? He said this 40 years ago before it even happened. And then he goes on Oprah Winfrey. He's like, well, you, you know, you're talking a language. Are you going to be one, uh, one day? What do you think those five things are? Because DeSantis has an incredible resume. Yeah. Resume doesn't mean anything. It okay. doesn't mean anything. And, and unfortunately people hate to hear that to accept that as a truth where it's like, well, he's done all of these things and this means that he should be president. It just doesn't work like that. Um, the number, I would almost say the number one thing is you got to have the it factor. You, you I mean, it, 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 and it has to do with how you warm the crowd, how the crowd responds to you. Trump has it. I mean, I, when I met him, I can't explain it. He makes you feel like he's a blue collar person that's been driving garbage trucks his entire life. The way that he, he I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Like he, it, the way mm-hmm. he communicates with people, it, you do not feel that he's this elite, untouchable billionaire that comes from a wealthy family at all. And when he looks at you, he, he wants you to feel seen. He's very funny. That's the thing that I, I, I think that. gets lost is how hilarious he is i mean he you know he breaks the ice there's not there's not an awkward moment when you're with him i remember walking into the oval office the first time that i met him and i was so nervous and uh one of the worst things oh, oh you know i love you i watch you on fox news all this stuff and then he says you know and i i, I want to say also you know you're very beautiful but i don't want to get me too i don't want to get me too <laughs> that's very funny for the yeah. president of the united states to say in the oval office mm-hmm. at the height of the me too movement it's just funny oh, that's so funny. And so he just is able to relate to people in a way. And I try to tell people he has a magnetic personality and there's nothing that the media can do to take that away because if he gets in front of people, mm. he's going to be able to un- unleash that. And DeSantis has the exact opposite personality. So I saw DeSantis speaking at an RGA before he was running for um, president and he was speaking amongst a group of his donors that just got him elected. He barely got over the finish line against Andrew Gillum, who, by the way, has charisma, yeah. has the it factor. And crack. There's no reason. Yep. Yeah, I'm the one that broke that story, by Did the way. Did you really? It was me. I broke it on my The Twitter. gay sex party. Yep. And love oh, wow. it. How that story came to me was just. You're, you're breaking all these stories that with Gillum, was, Obama. That was like you're doing right your thing. place, right time insanity. But yeah, he, he almost lost to Andrew Gillum. There's no reason that they should even be close. Of course, Ron DeSantis is so much better. But what happened? 
Ron has a personality problem. The Riz. He looks uncomfortable on stage. Mm. And he he kind of was, you know, snaps at his donors. He seems like he's like angry at them, and and that, that might be his personality. But then he's trying now as he's running to force this different personality where he's like smiling and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I just don't think he's found his rhythm and his mm-hmm. personality. You, think you can find that. You think you can find that. You think personality can be found if you don't have it. No. Okay, no. so so it factor is one. It yes. factor is one. What else would you put? Like one of the things we talked about is the new direction of where we're going. Do you think the message of anti-establishment sitting with voters that they're sick of it from both sides, left and right, where Ross Perot was able to be an anti-establishment guy, where Trump anti-establishment, and you know Vivek has kind of positioned himself as an anti-establishment. Even RFK has kind of positioned himself as an anti-establishment. Uh, uh, do, do you think? choosing the enemies, choosing the right enemies also factor. Then do you look at money? Like if you have FU money gives you an edge where you don't need to ask money from anybody, what else would you say it is? Well, instinct, I think, is a huge part of it too. Uh, being able to read your base and actually being able to respond and edit yourself if you're going the wrong way, which is something all that also Ron DeSantis doesn't have. Like, the, what, have despite having point. all that money, right. I mean, he was the he was the blessed candidate. Yeah. Had, all the donors were giving him all the cash. They were jumping off of the Trump ship. Yep. And why did it not matter? Because nobody cared. He had very bad instincts. You know, he had. I, I was saying, I was calling it early. I was like, the team around him is horrible. The influencer circle is horrible. I think that Vivek is correct when he says that you should run your presidential campaign like a startup. And when you talk to any of the the Trump family members, I particularly I'm thinking of Laura and Eric and, and Don Jr., they'll tell you how they literally had no idea what they were doing in 2015, you know, because they had never they'd never done this before. So they were kind of editing and 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 following their instincts and listening to people's feedback. So he kind of ran the campaign like a startup. And when you're in startup mode, which I'm ripping this from Vivek, because we had talked about this on my podcast, you know, when you don't have a lot of money, you really think about how you're going to spend that not a lot of money that you have, right? So you're way more focused. Whereas if you, he said, when you're a company and you've got too much money, a lot of it gets wasted. Super pack, yeah. all this other money that's given to you. A lot of it gets wasted you. on stupid stuff because you're like, somebody's telling you, pulling you this way and saying, oh, you have this much money. You've got to run this on comms and all of this stuff. And Trump was just like on his Twitter. Yeah. And that was his comms. What else would you say? So I'm actually, I, the reason why I want your insight, because uh, I think you flirted with the idea of eventually running. I think you're eventually going to run. And I think you're going to be formidable. And I think if you do, it would be so entertaining to watch you <laughs> on the debate stage, just so oh. for selfish oh. reasons. I want to see it. but And I'm sure you've thought about this because you have that. You have the witty. You have the kind of like, you know, the instinct as well. You know how when they're trying to corner you, you're doing a congress, you know, you're out there. They're trying to pin you in this one thing. And you come over here and you call this guy. You tell him, I didn't say that. And then you still give your message and you stay on point. While all this shit's happening at the same time, you can still keep that poise. What else would you say? So, so far we have it factor, instinct. I wrote down naivete and element of the Tom Brady talked about the mm-hmm. naive factor that you don't know how dark it is. You're just like, I think I can be the greatest. Mm-hmm. And then the startup phase, what else would you add to it? Yeah. So I think it, that is part of being able to read the base is actually understanding what the issues are, understanding the people. And this is where the Democrats just fall apart. You know, they just become such elitists. I mean, in, and by the way, I want to be clear, not just Democrats, Republicans as well. I mean, when I was watching uh, the Republican debates and they're sitting here trying to make me cry for people in, in Ukraine. I, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have you looked around America yet? Do you really think that this is what the people at home are going to respond to perpetually 
telling them that they have to care about another nation more than their own backyards, that they should be caring more about what's happening in Ukraine and Chris Christie trying to pitch it and you know Pence trying to pitch it and Nikki Haley. You know, we need to be the police officers of the world when we can't even police her. We can do both. No, we obviously can't. Like, have you walked down the streets of Los Angeles? Have you walked Absolutely. down New York? We clearly obviously can't yeah. do both, right? And so having, I think, that the courage to stand on something that doesn't feel establishment popular or mainstream media popular, but that you understand is what people are actually feeling. And, you know, I'm very much a person that from the very beginning has said, F Ukraine, you know, I stand on that. And I, I would have said it if I was in the debate stage, like I would have let them all do their little pitch and the cries Why? and the tears because how this gets into the why if ukraine is what i yeah ask why because rich because rich men north of richmond you know what i mean that because richmond north of richmond because people literally can't put food on the table you've stopped people from working in america uh the average person is struggling to even be able to afford gas groceries uh you have people that are dealing with an influx of crime and illegal immigration in their cities people whose daughters and kids are being raped and killed at woman that was horrifically killed in Arizona going on a run by an illegal immigrant. All of this is happening in our country right here. Because if you told me as a mother that I need to care more about what's happening in the neighbor's house while my kids were suffering in my house, I would look at you and tell you you were crazy, obviously. Of course, I'm going to take care of my own house first. And if I have something after my house is in perfect order, Mm -hmm. right? And then you say to me, hey, they need help. That's, That's just common sense. But if my house is in complete chaos and my kids can't eat and my kids are struggling, how dare you tell me that it's wrong to want to care for my own first? And that's exactly what the American foreign policy is amongst the elites. But Candace, our house has never been in perfect order, as you know this, in America. So how do you grapple with the fact that when do we get involved? Like if China, we shouldn't. If anything, anyway, like it's non-interventionist. So China attacks Taiwan. You're good with it. I'm. I what, am- what kind of like foreign policy do you think we should even have zero whatsoever in the world at all everything that we're doing in the world right now is we're suffering from not being able to mind our own business this idea uh you know post world war ii in inter uh, regarding international liberalism that it was our now we must spread our ideas everywhere and everybody must accept them maybe people don't want to live like americans want to live have we ever thought mm-hmm. of that like maybe people in iraq and iran actually are not interested in the way that we live maybe people in saudi arabia are not interested in the way that californians live and by the way if you're looking at what's going Going on in California and LA? Does it seem like maybe people should be embracing American values and principles at this moment? Like if if you could if you could buy them and purchase them right now as another country, you probably would be wanting to go the other way. Hence mm-hmm. Uganda and the laws that they're putting in place trying to keep this LGBTQ agenda that Americans are funding all across the world. Why are we funding that? Why are we funding saying that girls in in Pakistan need to learn <laughs> about transgenderism? This is the, mm-hmm. the foolishness that our tax dollars are going toward. And people oh that because international liberalism these are great ideas no they actually these ideas kind of suck actually it's arrogance. Suck. Okay. and it's it's arrogance it's Ameri- it's not it's not even american arrogance because the average american doesn't think this way the average american doesn't think that children in kindergarten need to learn 75,000 genders we aren't even we're not impressive academically kids are getting systematically dumber in america we have nothing to show for all of the money that we're spending all around the world our country is in full decline yeah. so yeah. i i actually want to be clear it's not 
just F Ukraine. It's F everybody until we get our house in order. So nothing. Yeah. You don't want to be involved. Nothing. So if China nothing. attacks Taiwan and the semiconductor chips were relying on and that's going to be gone and 96% of the products that the China manufacturing right now in China were uh, uh, Apple's manufacturing in China and they go through that mess. It's okay. It affects you're, you're totally not fine. Not our boys to die on foreign soil. Zero. No, not one American life. To so be so then so then how do you so so then what would if a Candace Owens was president today, what would your foreign policies be? What would your approach be with Xi? What would your po- approach be with Putin? What would your approach be with what's going on in Iran or some of these guys? What would you do? Yeah, well, I mean, with Putin, obviously the worst thing that we could have possibly done, which is what's happening now, is folded him further into the arms of the East, okay? Putin should be a natural ally with the West. We have been pushing this fake Cold War for way too long, okay? We're not in the 60s anymore, okay? Putin is not trying to rebuild Soviet Union. Uh, he doesn't have the money. I mean, it's completely ridiculous to think that Russia is the biggest threat. This is just the mainstream media simulation. It's going to be just like the Soviet Union, whereas we're the ones that are actually pushing further into that territory. I mean, it's complete delusion. We're the ones that is putting NATO on everybody's border and pushing and inching further after we gave promises that we wouldn't do that, that we would not expand one inch eastward, okay? So we're just not being honest about what it is that's even happening over there. We're not being honest about the corruption and the laundromat that Ukraine is and the reason why we have such a vested interest in it, Biden's interest in it, you know, Burisma and everything that's going on. This has nothing to do with caring about Ukrainian soldiers. If you, if you actually bought that narrative that they're worried about the Soviet Union expansion, you're absolutely wrong. You know, they just are, they want to expand their own power in that region. And so when Trump was in office and he sought to have a meaningful relationship with Putin so that we weren't for pushing him into the arms of China, and China is actually a threat to the United States, uh, yeah, that was the right policy to have, an actual peace policy, you know, that we should be respecting how people want to run their own countries, right, and also trying to have strategic relationships, strategic partnerships with them. That's, that, that is what makes sense to me. I believe in national sovereignty. I believe that Russia has the right to run its country the way that it wants to run its country. I believe Iraq, Iran, America, the, the United Kingdom. I don't want to be, you know, we want to be out. We don't want to be a, a part of the European Union. All The European Union, these, these concepts of trying to say, to, to globalize us and say this is how everybody must think. We In America, we can't even decide on how we all want to think. You know what I mean? The Southern principles and values compared to New York City and L.A., uh, is is something that can't we can't seem to. Can I give you perspective? Out. Can I give you perspective? I, I want to get your perspective on this. So, you know, you, you, Daily Wire. I was just with Ben a couple of days ago, and we had a good time together. But think about a company, for example, that's built on software we rent, which we all do, right? You, a company's not built on a hundred percent of software that you have, right? Mm-hmm. When we build an insurance company, we borrowed a company called iPipeline. They are a behemoth of a company, $2.5 billion company. After 10 years of saying no to him, he finally said, let's make it work. I said, let's make it work. And he came and gave me an offer. I couldn't refuse. I said, let's, let's roll. Mm-hmm. Then another one and another one. I, I won't name all of them. But it, it, my perspective is to say, guys, moving forward, if you're not one of our uh, you know, uh, a product that we're not doing internally, that's it. I don't care about them. I don't, we're not going to do any business with them. This, this is it. It's foreign. We're not going to do nothing. But we're relying on that software. The reason why I'm saying this is, this, we're relying on China, mm-hmm. okay? This, we're relying on China. Yeah. Cars, we're relying on China. Today, this week was the first time we got an iPhone 15 that's going to say made in India, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's progress. But it's mm-hmm. still, it's not made in America, right? Yeah. If we do made in America, this is a $5,000 phone. This mm-hmm. is not a 
$1,300 or now $2,700 phone. So all I'm saying to you is from – it's it, and I get it. I get the fact that we spent $100 billion. White House finally confirms they, mm-hmm. they spent $100 billion on Ukraine, and we sent $700 a family to Maui, which yeah. is absolutely yeah. pathetic, yeah. and it's still – you know, it's been a month already, whatever the timeline has been. Yeah, we'll eventually get to it. What do you mean we'll eventually get to it? A couple thousand kids still missing. But that, that, that desire to say, nope, that's it, nothing, no foreign policy – no need well, that, to. But, you, but what we're talking about here is we're talking about our involvement in foreign wars. That's not to say that we shouldn't be doing business deals. So I said strategic partnerships with people that are overseas. Well, I get that. But what I'm saying is it, he asked the question, if we allow China to attack Taiwan, you're like, nope, we're not doing anything. We're not sending our men over there. I'm not sending, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sending a single man. So you're okay if we lose all the manufacturing? I don't think that, that's, not necessar- that's not necessarily going to be the, the conclusion. There's, there's a lot that could happen in between. There's a lot of negotiations that can take place. This is why you have ambassadors that go over there. What I am saying is that if I were president, and I'm not, okay, and obviously I'm sitting here giving you the Owens doctrine off the cuff, but obviously you'd have to sit down, and this is why you build a cabinet, and you have people that are smarter than you yeah. in the cabinet talk about yeah. these things. You, know, you, you bring in the best business guys to talk about how you get around this. But what I am saying is that I would not be sending a single American son or daughter to die on foreign soil. So what about money, though? Because I agree with you. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be involved. In, I mean, it, everything that we've done post-World War II has been a freaking disaster. Mm-hmm. Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, Iraq, now Ukraine. But we don't necessarily have boots on the ground, per se. I know there's allegedly people there. But money, or even soft power, or influence. You talked about diplomatic relations. Mm-hmm. There has to be a little nuance. It can't yeah. just be like, zero, I'm, we're I'm done. I'm fine with diplomatic relations. That's actually what I'm saying, is that we need more. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Diplomatic relations is the whole Mm. point, you know, and and we need to stop strong arming and, and making these stances and sending billions of dollars and with no accounting by the way yeah. and, and things of that nature but i think they missed oh, yes. like a couple no, billion what do you mean? dollars uh, yeah right? like a, yeah. a month ago two months ago the, the girl from the pentagon was like yeah we had a mistake and there's six billion dollars yeah, we don't know yeah. where they're it's at crazy. really rich men north of richmond rob rob yeah. if you can pull up this article because she she made a comment which i think it's perfect time to ask her about this so uh u.s <laughs> news no no this is great u.s news just came out with this article saying america first question mark the best countries in the world, according to Americans. Okay, I don't know who they got these polls from, but again, the, the annual best countries ranking by the U.S. News. The United States dropped to number five from number one, as determined by perception-based analysis of over 17,000 respondents worldwide. However, when considering American respondents alone, the ranking improved with the top three countries being U.K., uh, they went up eight, plus eight. New Zealand went up six. Mm. And U.S. went up to the U.S. ranked number two for attributes like entrepreneur spirit, strong consumer brands, 
easy access to capital, culturally significant entertainment, and being a place people would live. American respondents also view their country are more favorably in uh, areas such as affordability, plus 38 spots, scenic beauty, plus 37 spots, racial equity, plus 27 spots, and environmental concern, plus two spots. Mm. Compared to global perceptions, Americans viewed their country as less transparent in government practices, minus 61 spots. Wow. Damn. Wow. Business practices, minus 39 spots. And less favorable tax uh, uh, environment, minus 27 spots. Wow. And income equality, minus 21 spots. So Americans viewed their country. Wow. Their country. Do you think America is still the greatest country in the world? Do I think that America is still the greatest country? I think America has always been the greatest Amer- experiment in the world. Um, an experiment with freedom. And uh, right now, I would say that we are failing in, like I said, our country is in decline. And I think every person can admit that. Uh, And many times I ask myself whether or not it's an illusion, you know, whether democracy is an illusion, whether freedoms are an illusion. And I think especially coming out of COVID, we really saw how unfree America was and how really it's become a bureaucracy. There's, There's just a bunch of bureaucrats in DC that are running everything. And so what America was supposed to be as established by the founding fathers, yes, I think that is the most incredible vision that has ever been brought forth, the American experiment. And I, that is what I fight for every single day. It's the reason why I get up out of bed, because I know that it's possible for us to get back there. And it starts mm-hmm. with everybody becoming disillusioned. Do you agree with this one guy named Joe? His, uh, I think his name is Joseph Biden. I don't know if you know this guy or not. I don't think he knows who this guy he is. Has I, no I think, I think no you're right. By the, by the way, <laughs> a, 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 we can play a clip. If you can play this clip of, uh, is it Kirby? If you, uh, Pat, before you play the clip, yeah, told I, me I, I, I want to ask you the same question you just asked Candace because you're best known for that line that they said about you on Fox News, born in Iran, made in America. Yeah. You see these polls. You know, UK, I can tell you that UK is not number one based on personal experience. Um, (laughs) What would you say? Are we still the greatest country in the world? I I, I say 100% we still are. But at the same time, uh, I'm I'm the the optimist. I'm the synergist who's extremely paranoid. Naturally, I'm a startup entrepreneur. I'm a paranoid guy that we have to constantly fight to keep it together and call out bullshit. The best part about what's going on right now with America is you know, the number used to be 40 immigrants. Now we have 51 million immigrants. It's the number one data to look at when you look at what country is the best country in the world. Why do we dominate the world in immigration? People still want to come here, not other places. For me, if the country is so bad, why are still people wanting to come here? Not other places. Because now, we're weak? Well, it could be because our borders are wide open yeah. on the yeah. bottom. I agree with you that. Know, I, you but, can't get into Japan. They don't care if you're born there, but, live there. They're but, like, no. you're never becoming a citizen. But guess what? You got a lot of other options to go to. People still from the Middle East, they dream about coming to America. People still from, you know, uh, uh, Russia, other places, still want to come here. China's net migration is in the negative. They're I losing think, people. I think, they bec- I think it's because we control, and that goes speaks to the poll that you mentioned about cultural significance. I think that we dominate Hollywood, we dominate the media, and they have an idea of what America is. And I think probably when they get here, it's not what they thought. 
So what would be a better country? Where, where I, have I'm you just been? saying that, like, I'm just trying to think of why people want to get to America mm-hmm. because at, at one point we were those things. It's kind of, I always liken it to what I thought Los Angeles was gonna was gonna be before I got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember my whole life I was like dreaming to go to Los Angeles. Hollywood. Yes, I was like yeah. Hollywood. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah. And then when I had my first trip out to LA, horrible. I was like, <laughs> this looks like a dilapidated South American yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. I would say let, let, let me give you uh, another perspective on this to be thinking about. In America, you still have 50 options, okay? You can live in America yeah. and have 50 choices, mm-hmm. meaning you don't like California, go to Florida. By the way, Newsom has to answer the question, why under your watch the greatest state lost people mm-hmm. since 1851? And why are they still losing money? Why is it that data comes out showing the AGI, the top 10 highest tax states in, in America, lost $341 billion dollars? Mm-hmm of tax revenue, and the bottom lowest tax states gained $341 billion. You have to make the argument. So in America, you have options to go different places. I can go to a different region and have to have low regulation. You know, people in Florida are complaining about the fact that teachers, the, the teachers who are woke, they're not protected in Florida. Great, go to California. Mm-hmm. Totally okay with that's that. So that's the thing about America. Because it has the Constitution set up the way it is, mm-hmm. you can compete. And if you don't like the policies in the state, there's still another state for you. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, f- find a way to improve, run for office, do something about it, you can change. But, you know, these things, there's options in America. Tom, I think you want to say something. Yeah, and I... You, this story we're talking about, the ranking, you have to understand how these rankings are done. This is the media putting together this ranking, asking people about 20 questions. What do you think about America for sports, for economy, for scenic beauty, all these things? And then they make the ranking together. Americans did not say, I have UK number one, New Zealand number two, and USA number three. First of all, if I showed most Americans a map of the Hawaiian Islands and I said, which one is New Zealand? They'd pick one. <laughs> so, like, so, you know, the, the, let's talk about reality. But you understand they make a ranking yeah. out of this. Yeah. And then U.S. News, not known for centrist values, comes out and says Americans rank. No, Americans didn't rank. They asked, they asked a bunch of perceptions and they put together basically a golf score and America mm-hmm. ends up in third place. And so I think that there's also things going, going on like that where the media is trying to find ways to kind of propagate this we ain't so good and I'm, I'm with you on the vision. I have tremendous hope and confidence in the future vision. Do I think that there needs to be bottoming points, like when an alcoholic uncle reaches the bottom and decides he's going to change? I think countries need those bottoming points. Mm-hmm. I still think this is the greatest place. I agree that it's the greatest parchment ever produced in terms of the American experiment. But I also think that right now we have a ton of issues. And number one is we can't have our own national you know, media trying to find the good in it instead of gleefully talking about a stack ranking, which if Americans had actually spent one day in London, they'd come back home yeah. and they'd be voting a this hell is of a lot where I was, This is where I was going with, with Candace before you asked me about uh, how I felt about it. Sorry America. to rant. No, I love that. Which that I think fantastic. needs to be expressed. I told, I'm totally okay America. with that. No, what I was going to ask is, uh, uh, Joe yeah, is yeah. being, Kirby's being interviewed and being asked about, hey, how do you feel about where Joseph Biden is, where the president is, comments he's making, all this other stuff. And, you know, he says the biggest issue in America is white supremacy. What do you think <laughs> the biggest issue in America today is? 
Oh gosh, the white supremacy. They're just never going to let it go. They're never mm. going to let it go. I think I've testified twice in on hearings where they are trying to tell you that white supremacy is the biggest issue. You were at the hate, the hate crime hearing where yeah. you just ruined everybody. Yeah. You fact-checked everybody in real time. <laughs> Jerry Nadler, everybody was like, uh, you had everybody stunned, which was amazing. If people haven't seen it, go check and that, out. And that's infuriating because it, it, I remember I said in my congressional testimony, if I had to make a list of 100 things <laughs> that were impacting Americans, white supremacy wouldn't make the list. And I'm, mm -hmm. I mean that seriously. Um, gosh, what would be first? That's a very good question. I can I can give you a, a few things that are rank very importantly, but I don't want to say what I would say is is first. But the family unit being destroyed is is if it's not one, it's two. Um, what what's happening with families and you know the governments creeping into our homes in in regards to you know making people believe that marriage is not aspirational, that only happens in a society that's heading towards Marxist ideologies. And that is literally the, the Karl Marx doctrine, right? That if the government, if a government wants full omnipotence, it has to break down the family unit because the family unit stands in opposition uh, to government omnipotence. So I would probably say every ill that we're seeing in society right now that which you might think are unrelated are actually all related to destroying the family unit so sometimes you say you know why are they on this climate change thing and then you go why are they fighting trans bathroom signs and what's with this lgbtq stuff if you look at examine all of these issues and you realize what they have in common it's that they are attacking families so climate change they're telling children don't have kids don't have kids. Mm. It's irresponsible. The planet's not going to be here for 10 years. Meghan and Harry got an award because they agreed to only have two kids. Yeah. It's about the shrinking of the family unit, which is it's totally bizarre. Um, the LGBTQ stuff, if kids are chopping off their parts, you're gonna, they're not going to yeah. have a they productive have family. Yeah. 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 You know, there's no nuclear family unit. If it's two lesbians or two, two gay people, um, more power to the government. You've got to turn to the government to even have a child, which is, is now coming down the pipeline with all of those things. Um, and so, yeah, when I examine in every issue that we're fighting, you can see that what the government is actually doing is trying to interrupt the family unit. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that's the number one issue. And your it, friend Larry Elder said the exact same thing. He put that at number one. He put number that? one. Oh, right? he he said number, and then he, I mean, obviously a guy like that said very households. nice things. He, I want to see what else she's going to say. Let, let me see what else she's going to say. What else would you say? Well, so I was saying like, I would put family issues first because every other societal ill follows it, you know? So when we're, even when I'm talking Got about it. the education system, right? And, and what's going on and kids are getting systematically dumber across Baltimore. They can't find a single child that's proficient in reading and writing, but talk to the kid about BLM and they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. They're training little Marxists. The kids actually know nothing. They're essentially toddlers. Like when you see a toddler throwing a temper tantrum, they don't understand why. And, and so they just blame rich people, right? It must be because of rich people that I failed in life. No, it's because you literally couldn't pass a, a, a basic reading exam and you were, your life was cut off for you before you even graduated. And but when you look at that again, it brings you back to the family unit. Mm -hmm. uh, culture is a major problem. Uh, uh, Hollywood and culture is is definitely up there. And but they're again reinforcing the breakdown of family, the overt sexualization, the perversion. I mean, that's what I'm saying about not importing American values. That is one of the most. I would say that is the most disgusting thing right now that's happening in America is is this this the over sexualization of our culture. And I look at other countries and I'm like, no, I'd much I'd much rather be importing those values, right? <laughs> Why, what are we exporting right now mm -hmm. when you look at what celebrities are endorsing and the um, overt, overt sexuality? Obviously, you brought up that I did the whatever podcast. It yep. broke my heart to sit across from a 22-year-old who sleeps with 10 men a night. And her answer is, well, I make money, you know, yeah. I make, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. 
you're 22 years old and you look like you're you're possessed by a demon because you are. Yeah. Right? There, our culture is demonic. And um, where would you put feminism on this? Because that's essentially what it comes down to: the, the, family. the monetization and the sexualization yeah. and the commoditization. Feminism is the number one women. attack on family, right? Yeah. I mean, what are they telling women? Men ain't shit. You know, you don't get your bag, girl. You don't need get no your man. Yeah. yeah, that kind of that's disgusting. You shouldn't be having children. There's a whole culture called dinks on TikTok. Dual income, no, no kids. kids. Yeah, yeah you know, they're getting millions, millions of views. My life is so great. I don't have. This is mm -hmm. literally the simulation right now that women are existing under and believing that uh that they shouldn't be that men are, are crap mm. and and by the way there's a response to that which we can talk about i talk a lot about masculinity and the decline of masculinity because feminists have been bashing men over the head about being men and mm -hmm. how men don't have a lot of leaders and, and people that they can rely on and so we're, we're just now kind of seeing a response to the hyper feminization of culture which is what we are suffering from right now uh, we are living in a matriarchy the illusion is that it's patriarchy it is in fact a matriarchy everything that we are dealing with right now is because people are emotional women have power women are in positions of power and they're mm -hmm. women we're we are more emotional than men most women are more emotional than what men. about someone like chelsea handler so i do another show when i'm not doing pbd that this does it discusses this exact same topic right and chelsea handler like attacked me i went back at her oh my God. we went back and forth and you know she she's like this is what an alpha yeah but you know, I think it's flirting. You know, I think it was yeah. hardcore flirting. Yeah. You know, I'm into those uh, 50 year old uh, that drink vodka drunk, at 8 uh, alcoholic yeah. uh, drug addicts. Well, you're not, you're not married yet. But, I thought that was step one. You, you've gone to to you've been not so kind, and you went to war with Sarah Silverman, the Chelsea Handler, these almost 50 year old women who could have had any guy they wanted in their 20s, mm -hmm. beautiful, smart, intelligent, what have you. You obviously to chose a totally different and then path. Started snorting feminism yes. and looking at what our lives are. And you consider yourself a trad wife, I would assume. Yeah. You somehow have this balance of being, you know, beautiful but also intelligent, but also a mom and also a career woman. Like so, essentially, what's your message for women out there? Can you actually have it all? Or do you kind of have to pick no. the trad wife you, or the you career wife? You need to wife? prioritize. Yeah, you need to prioritize. And I think the answer for most women is it. it Prioritize your family, no question, no question. You know, mm -hmm. there are some women that I would say, I met this girl and she probably shouldn't be a mom, right? Yeah. But the truth is, is that that your greatest superpower that you will ever tap into. The like, I have never been more confident in who I am, more sure of myself than since since I became a mother. You know, getting married right. and becoming a mother. Yeah. Can I give you a little maybe pushback? Yeah. If you had to choose one, meaning mother, mother. three kids. Mother. Candace Owens, mother. political pundit, daily wire. Mother. You'd give it all up just to be a mother. A yeah. Why don't women not understand that exact same topic? Because it's not talked about culturally, because I'm considered counterculture, right? That's not mainstream. How are you saying that? How, how, how dare you say that? Women are being told that they should be like men. By the way, we're getting the worst end of the deal. I don't know who sat down and had the feminist meeting in the beginning and was like, hey, so here's how we're really going to make men lose. Um, first, we're just going to keep sleeping with them with no commitment, right? We're going to just... <laughs> Be Thanks, pose, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, men are really gonna hate yeah. that. We're gonna trick them, and then right. we're gonna be naked <laughs> on the me. internet yeah. all the time. Yeah. We're just gonna put our boobs yeah. out there. We're yeah. gonna fight to free the nipple. Right. Men are really gonna hate that. And right? we're also gonna work our asses off, just like men. <laughs> yeah. And then we're gonna say, 
we're going to work just yeah. like you and we're going to bring in the same men are really going to I don't know this yeah. is the worst deal ever I'm like wait 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 do you mean to tell me that there was a time where we got to just be at home and cook and hang out with other women and raise our kids and somebody ruined that bring me that woman yeah. <laughs> do, do you think you know like and on top that, of that men get to compete in your sport yeah. and that's, that's okay that's, because yeah, that's I'm noble saying, that's, that's noble yeah. and who supported that women yeah. feminists you know how they say like progressives one you know you, you can't stop something as it's progressing is this the one issue that you think can regress like women will be like you know i don't know how many women are like that's it i'm going back to the home i'm putting my apron on i'm going to be happening. a good wife i think do you now, actually think that's realistic though i do i think it's happening because what's what we're getting to now is the end of that overt sexualization period and i always say to people i'm like examine the women that are telling you that this is going to bring you happiness who, mm -hmm. who are the women that are out there that have told you that this is the way to go where are their lives right now are they are they are they married? Nope. The mul multiple partners? Yes. By the time they get to Chelsea Handler's age, and why I always use her as an example is because I was a huge fan of Chelsea Handler when I was younger. I thought she was so funny. I always watched Chelsea lately, and um, I bought all of her books. And you know, obviously, she she wrote extensively. She actually wrote about her multiple abortions, things of that nature. So she had a chance at family and she yeah. chose against it because she decided that she was going to be young and beautiful forever and she isn't and wasn't going to be young and beautiful forever, right? And so Chelsea Hamlin's a perfect example because when you play with feminism for too long and you can't go backwards, it inevitably ends with Xanax and wine and prescriptions um, and misery. Yeah. And now Chelsea Handler is realizing that biology is always going to trump sociology in the end. In the end, biology sits back and it wins, right? Father time is undefeated. Right. Oh, it's man. it's literally, it, it wins. And so now she's got nothing to nurture. And what happens is those women then start looking for a social philosophy, a social justice movement that they can try to turn into the son and daughter that they don't have. Right. I'm like, do you, you do? And does anybody really think Chelsea Handler cares about like Dylan Mulvaney being allowed no. to go into the right bat. No, of no. course she doesn't. Nobody could care that much about Dylan Mulvaney. I mean, when I heard her crying on her podcast, oh, yeah, I was like, you need a child so bad. bad. Yeah, yes. Adam, so get, like, get I'm moved. I'm like, you want to babysit, do. Chelsea? Well, she can't have kids <laughs> anymore. <laughs> question, um, Candace, last question on this topic. Where do you draw the line? Meaning, all right, so women should go to high school. Obviously, women should go to college. You went to college. Mm -hmm. Okay, you go to college for what reason? To get a return on your investment, to get a job. Okay, I get a job. I'm making money. You said you paid back 150 grand in student I loans. I never did. You've made something your yeah. career. I made a mistake. You made a career. Should have waited. Yeah. But like, are you telling? Are you saying that women shouldn't go to college? Like, I interviewed this guy, yeah. Nick Fuentes, if you know who he was, communications director for Kanye, which I'm sure we could talk about, but... He said women should not go to college. They shouldn't even finish high school, basically. Just well, well, I stay your ass Most people should yeah. not go to college. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to be, make that very clear. I'm with you Forget, Not that. women or men. Yes. It is what are you going to college for? I yeah. went to college because there was a peer pressure campaign in high school. If you don't go to college, you're going to be a failure. And I think that that's the reason most people go to college is because the idea of being the kid that goes to community college is not. It means that you're the kid that's a loser and failed. You're the so everybody kid. signs up for loans with money that they don't have, which marries you further to the state. You know, Sa Sally Mae loans are the ones that I took out, which were agreed to understand anything I was signing because I didn't come from a wealthy family. I was first generation college kid. I was completely taken advantage of and started my life in mass debt for a journalism degree. Is, is that, does that sound like something that any person should be doing? It's completely irrational. I actually think there needs to be a, a, a collapse 
of the scam of college. You know, you uh, people should be getting mm-hmm. internships out of high school to figure out what the heck they want to do before they waste a bunch of money on a meaningless degree. The majority of people are wasting their money. I don't know many people that are using their actual degree in the real world, right? Yeah. The girls go and they sign up and they do fashion and marketing design, you know, and the guys, if you're doing a, you want to be a doctor and you know for sure, yeah. that's what I want to do. Yeah, sure. Go to college if you, yeah. if you have that vision and you're sure of yourself. But right now, the whole college scam is what needs to collapse. Well, you did a video called College is a Scam. It is. So it's, um, you have no idea how many girls that I talk to and interview, they go to college, they graduate and they become bartenders yep. or servers. And, and, and I'm like, can pay off their debt. I'm like, why the hell did you even go to college? Like, I don't know. I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. But you did a video, College is a Scam. But you're, you're uh, what, you want your kids to go to college? Your girls are going to college? Like, how do you guys as parents grapple with what she's saying? I, I've answered this question a couple of times and I've talked about uh, STEM. And I'm very clear with my girls and says, I'll fund STEM, I'll fund skills that are going to be applicable with an appropriate ROI. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have set aside the funds for their college education and up the amount twice in the last 10 years so that we could have enough getting there. And I think the price is a little crazy, but I'll fund STEM. I'll absolutely fund STEM. You know, hey, I want to go with my boyfriend, Philippe, to the Sorbonne and study art history. Well, I hope yeah. his effing parents are wealthy and cover you um, <laughs> because I will not be. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go that route. And also, you know, I think, you know, uh, cardiologists, physicians, nuclear physicists. I think none of that should be self-taught in the, in the garage, specifically nuclear physicists. <laughs> and that they, there's a reason for STEM. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for STEM. But also Ann Coulter, you'll probably know about this, made a great point. She said, if someone was graduating high school, she said, and the plumber is sitting there in his best and only suit that he has, proudly looking at his son graduating, and says, my son's coming to work for me as a plumber. And he says, why? And the kid says, because I make 60 bucks an hour working with my dad's company. And everybody goes, a plumber makes 60 bucks an hour? Mm-hmm. They have the Kids don't have any idea about trades. This is where I think, in terms of gap years, Israel gets it right. Because you have service mm-hmm. of country and you have disciplines that come out of that. Mm-hmm. And they all don't stay in the military, but they sure as hell come out with disciplines and appreciation for No countries. question about that. That's right. No yeah. question Absolutely. about that. Pat, so but you have boys and girls. Yeah. So do you have a different approach with what you would say to, the, to Tico and Dylan versus? Same answer as Tom gave. I'm on the same page as Tom is. Okay. For me, if the Dylan plays sports and he looks like he's going that route, he gets a scholarship to play sports and he wants to go to the next level, play professionally. It's a completely different discussion. Dylan, Tico wants to go do movies, and Patrick wants to go do movies and stuff like that. We're already talking about that. Senna and Brooklyn, Brooklyn's. Brooklyn wants to do a sweet bakery shop. She's the most animated uh, David in the family. She's ridiculous how animated she is. Senna's a princess. She's, Senna's going to do whatever. She gets the world from me. Mm-hmm. I, I want to transition from this story out, Rob, if we can do this, okay? So, uh, 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 you know, Joe Biden impeachment comes up. Everybody's talking about it. Mm. Very emotional day for a lot of people. Frustrated that this is going to be taking I couldn't place. Couldn't sleep last night. And you know this, this clip. If you can play this, rep- uh, Representative Scott Perry on Biden's impeachment inquiry, and what the reaction to this was. If you can just play this, I want to get your reaction this to video. this. Go for it. Yes, ma'am. Can I ask what actual evidence do you have, as opposed to allegations, to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you? Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own 
can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that Oops. it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch, the prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that. They think it's political yeah, No, 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 guys, guys, go back five seconds, Rob, because we just missed the main part. Son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, listen here. If you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that. They think it's political revenge. Because you don't report on it. I'm not sure how you know what the American people think. You think anything's going to happen? That guy's a legend. Absolute legend. This guy, need to meet him. I mean, that's she's. Exactly right. You don't report on it. It's, it's crazy. Any person saying that there's no evidence of corruption, it, you you really just have to have your head in the sand at this point. And it's very frustrating because those people do exist. It's it, There are people that are fully and utterly brainwashed. I'm so fatigued by it. I mean, I barely cover it on my show anymore because it's like if, if you need more information to show you that this is a corrupt family, then there's there's no more we can possibly give you. you know? yeah, and, and Ken, is, and, and you Tom, think anything will happen, though? Do you think anything will happen? To the Bidens, no. Okay, you think they'll get impeached? You think he'll get impeached? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm out of political I was in, Tom, What do you think, Tom? I, I, I think they'll get the motion to the floor. Remember, this is all about votes and who's got the votes. It doesn't. It, it suddenly is not what is the right or wrong fair jury answer. That's not the it. It's do you have the votes? I think the House may have enough of the votes to get motions and get up to the you know, to the altar, but there will be no yeah. kiss. And then uh, it, the Senate has to confirm any sort of impeachment. We saw what the, happened with Trump when they when they owned the Senate, the Republicans. It's all political fodder. And at the very, like, worst, worst, worst case scenario, which I don't think will happen, they'll just make Hunter Biden be the fall guy. Yeah. It, it, nothing's happening to Biden. No. And I actually don't think that anything is going to officially happen to Trump unless they want civil war part two. Here, so, here, here's my thing. And Tom mentioned hope earlier, and we always talk about this. A lot of Americans, me included, share that deep frustration, right? We feel like hope is dwindling. The Democrats literally wield power, get away with murder. The Republicans just are there like a facade. They're just like they have to be there for, for the show. So, Candace, is, is, is the system rigged beyond redemption or is it still worthwhile to strive for change, especially for the benefit of the future generation? Because people like me... Can I see this, can, this. This is the Republicans barking. The Democrats. Nothing is going to happen. Zero. Nothing's going to happen. Do you think that there is hope, or we're just? This is just. We have to see just videos yeah. like this. And I definitely happens. share your sentiment, and, I, and I'm serious when I say that. I just have so much fatigue with it. I'm just like, okay, there's going to be an inquiry, and nothing's going to happen because nothing ever happens. Because if we lived in a system where it wasn't hopelessly rigged, Hunter Biden would be in prison. Yep. Who do you know could just smoke crack like that with the Secret <laughs> mm-hmm. Service on hand? Like it's, it's and insane. leave Coke at the White House. Yeah, and leave Coke at the White House. I mean, like we're we're it's, it's we're so past rigging and what's wrong yeah. and morality and ethics that it's that's just why I say the country is just in full decline. And they're not even pretending. Well, we we can't figure out how to put the cocaine in the White House. Let it go. Oh God! Right? Yeah, I mean, there's no cameras. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just there I, was yeah, a time. I right? think yeah. I am just as frustrated as you. 
Do I think we can correct the ship? Yes. If I didn't think so, I wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. If I thought that it was completely hopeless, I'd be coming up with a strategy of how to leave the country. Mm. Um, and I, there are good guys. There are there are there are good players. There are people that are well-meaning that actually do want to shake things up and change. And I will say that we are in such a better position now. When you look at the independent po- podcasters that have these massive followings, at the collapse of the mainstream media, at the, you know, at the fact that CNN can't pull in views that I can pull on my Twitter feed, that tells you that people are awake. That the fact that Rich, you know, Richmond Martha Richmond is the number one song in the world. Yeah. Like, what does that signal to you? It's that okay. Is it corrupt? Yes. But is it hopelessly corrupt? No, because people are awake to the corruption. And I don't think that's a situation that we were in in, in you know, five, six years ago. You know what the enemy wants to do? You know, uh, the two words. Uh, it's called leadership fatigue factor and leadership endurance factor. They want you to get fatigued. Mm-hmm. They want you to get tired of it, and they want you to stop talking about it. That's how an opponent beats an opponent. Uh, that's how what happens in boxing. That's what happens in MMA. That's what happens in football. That's what happens in basketball. That's what happens in the fourth quarter. And they just look at you and say, they go back and they say, guys, we got them. They're tired. Mm. It's done. Now go for their throat. Mm -hmm. Take it all because their best players are fatigued. That's exactly what they want you to think. The more you think you're fatigued, you're tired, you're you're like, you don't, you're helpless. We can't do anything about it. That's exactly what he wants you to. Because in their mind, guess what they're thinking? In the third quarter, they're thinking you figured that bullshit out and you're going to get them. In the third quarter, they're worried about you. And then comes fourth quarter. So, no, 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 guys. We knew they had a chance to beat us. But look at them. They're morally and mentally done. We're going to destroy these guys. Go run a muck on these guys. And then it's over. That's what they're hoping for. So, when you said the good guys, who, who who would you say some of the good guys are, by the way? I'm curious. I mean, culturally, I think that we're doing, everybody's doing. I think you're, what your podcast is doing is amazing. I think, you know, just getting men to feel that they have a place in this world. You know, I'm talking about the cultural gains that we have made um, outside of the political realm, which is why people say, do you want to run for politics? No, I think the impact that I'm having in culture is more important. You know, I think it's important people that are leading women down the right way. I think you'd have a massive support. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you would have an army behind you. And he meant, and he yeah. mentioned it, and Ken actually wrote this down. So you're an excellent communicator, unwavering yeah. patriotism. You genuinely do entrepreneurial spirit, you have a commanding presence, given all those amazing qualities. I know Pat yeah. kind of asked, obviously, I would lo- I would not even love it. I would vote for a person like you. Is seeing what they are doing and did to Trump influence you not to enter that arena? Like, is it, would that be one of those moments because you didn't say yes or no? You kind of were iffy. Seeing what they did to a guy that genuinely cared. You even said to yourself, you saw him make that speech, you fact-checked, and you're like, wait a minute. They're lying. The guy is actually real. Does, does that, what you're seeing, because they run the DOJ and they're all FBI, does that change your, your, your mindset? Because you would, you would kill it. I don't fear them. I don't fear them at all. And I, I think that what they want is for you to fear them. And I also think that because they're doing this to Trump, they just can't keep doing this, you know? So they, they've shown us so much. They've revealed so much of who they are in the Trump years. And in many ways, Trump became the sacrificial outside lamb. Uh, and he's had to endure more than I think most people will have to endure in the future. I mean, you can't, they can't just keep coming out with like allegations that they did with Trump when he came, you know, the whole Me Too thing. Yep. You can't do that to, what if a vague's going to run, you're just going to say that like 52 women <laughs> also were raped by a vague. Once, <laughs> yeah. once you do the absurd thing once, you can't just keep doing the absurd thing so in a way he's kind of taking all of these bullets and making it actually easier for people in the future but i i I truly genuinely love what 
I think it's more important to win culture. I think it's more important to fight on the molecular level. I think it's more important to speak to women about reestablishing the families. That's the that's the war that the government has actually largely won, thanks in large part to the the public school system and their stranglehold on Hollywood. You're not allowed to be a conservative in Hollywood. This is you must be in lockstep. You must yep. be influencing these principles, yep. these ideas. Yeah. Uh, you can't and, name one young Hollywood actress or actor that is. Conservative, not one. Period. Not, what not do you mean? outwardly. Like, no, no. Not outwardly. Yeah. I had left older. Yeah. You could go Clint Eastwood or yeah. uh, what's your buddy that um, John Voight. John Voight. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like you can J- name James it. Woods. There's yeah. nobody under thirty. No. Zero. And I if they do, they, they slide into my DMs and like, I agree with you, but I, I'll lose yeah, my whole weird. career. Yeah. They're under, that's how scary it is. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would be told, uh, Candace, like I'd be performing in Hollywood at big comedy clubs and I do a Trump funny, kind of giving him credit, but showing how ridiculous the situation is. And the, the manager would be like, yo, dude, you can't, you didn't hear the like, they don't like the Trump. And I'm like, what? Like, don't talk, don't do Trump jokes. Brother, you're this, in LA. I know, that's what I'm here. <laughs> but guess what? What do you mean? But guess what? Hold on. People are going to me after the show, yeah. like, dude, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, I had a Persian guy once go, I couldn't laugh because my wife is like, Everybody's in that mode, but he couldn't laugh his friend. He couldn't laugh his wife. Is <laughs> talk about demasculation. Yeah, Man, yeah. get him and laugh. And, and and so this, uh, my question, I want to ask. Uh, just going to my to a point is so, Candace, the a Fox poll came out that the African American support for Biden dropped thirty percent and actually went up twelve percent for for Trump. Do you think that there's like that type of change is going to have like meaningful impact for like the next for the for because he's going to obviously run in two thousand twenty four. Do you think that'll make an impact for? I've always said that I don't know how long it's going to take, but since Trump got into office, I knew that we were going to start to see black Americans go away from uh, the Democrat Party. I mean, that that just made sense to me, especially black American men. Mm -hmm. I think they're really awake to these sorts of things right now. And I think that is in large part because there is this kind of pro-masculine movement that's happening. Mm -hmm. And the the Democrats are really just the left is offering this culture where you kind of have to be a wimp. You know, to be you do. Men have to be a wimp. You know, you have to let the the women have to lead, and you just need to shut up. And I just think that black for black men, that's just not going to be a thing. And I think that there's something that they're gravitating towards being conservative principles. Which, by the way, mm. black Americans, we're all conservative. We just don't know it. It's just, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. serious. Like, I you, believe you, it. They pull better... us on just the issues. You're conservative. Black, conservative. Yeah. Candace, but they better be... they better strike while the iron's hot because the only candidate out there that I think black Americans would gravitate towards is Trump. So if they don't do it now, mm. in four years, whether it's uh, DeSantis, whether it's, God forbid, Mike Pence, like Mike Pence ain't grabbing black America. <laughs> like, I don't think there's a whiter guy out there. So it better happen now. We were talking about this attack on masculinity and what they did with Trump and he's a sacrificial lamb. Um, you know, who, the face of masculinity these days arguably is who? Andrew Tate. Right. Yeah, and, and so I was really interested in speaking with Andrew Tate. I know you guys had him on this podcast, yeah. too, because you can debate whether or not you think what he did in his history, should he should account for it now, and, you know, he was involved in all of these things. I get it. I get it. Tens of millions of men follow him, okay? Your opinion about his past means nothing. I need to understand this, right? I, I am the person. I think it's really stupid and it, it defies logic when people say that, Oh, this person has tens of millions of followers. This means that all tens of millions of the people that are following him must be racist. 
Must misogynist. Be, must be misogynist. Yeah. Must be human sex trafficking. I mean, you're just not even trying to think or trying to understand the cultural moment. I am right. way too interested to come up with an assessment like that. You know, tens of many people are not following Trump because they're racist. That's stupid. Okay. Yeah. So you're missing something and you should be interested in what it is that you're missing. Tens of millions of young men and grown men are not following Andrew Tate because they hate women. Okay. That's a very stupid, shallow assessment. They want more women, they, to be yeah, honest exactly. with you. Exactly. And so, and when I started realizing the people that were following him, you know, college graduates, men that are interested in business, uh, what the Hustler University was all about. I wanted to under I wanted to, to speak to him. And what I've realized is he is a direct cultural response to 10 years of men being told that they are not shit from women, right? The Lena mm-hmm. Dunham's, the girl culture, the yep. Taylor Swift with 10, an army of 10 girls. Uh, every song's about a guy and why men suck. Who I mean, runs there has the world? Been a, girls, Who Beyonce. runs the world? Yeah. Beyonce, yeah. girls. The future I mean, there is has feminine. been a Te- like a decade, the future is feminine. Hillary Clinton, you know, men just I'm shut up. Her. Me Too movement. A decade of men being told that they have no value, mm. no value in this society. Okay, it is inevitable because I believe in equilibrium, right? Because I believe that eventually the world has to correct itself, the energy has to correct itself. That there was going to be men that started saying, actually, mm-hmm. you do have value. <laughs> actually, that woman has no value. Actually, women ain't shit, right? <laughs> you know, because she's a hooker, because she's a sex worker. And this is what we're seeing right now. And to people that don't understand that, it's because you're you're pretending that we haven't been existing under a matriarchy. I'm actually longer than 10 years. I mean, it's been about 15 years of sustained trash talk to men that has just been circulated in the mainstream media. And the best part about it, which is just so brilliant, you got to love women because we can be Machiavellian, is that at the same time that we're doing this, we're claiming that we're the victims. Right? Yeah, like, which one is like, it? It's like, I, and also like me too, and time's <laughs> up, and yeah. but like we're con- completely dominating the narrative <laughs> for the last fifteen years, um, and so I understand it. I get it. And I'm actually so happy that men are starting to talk about what it means to be a high value man and to bring in a high value woman, right? And so is Andrew Tate the perfect person who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that in his past, this is no, he's got a lot of things in his past. And I, and I said to him when I interviewed him, you know, I think he should just be forthcoming and um, have humility and admit the mistakes. And he did a little bit of that in the interview. He said, he looked, I showed him some old clips of himself and he genuinely was not happy to yeah, hear himself speak. Yeah. Right. Genuinely. The, the, you could uh, see it on his face, like embarrassed that this is who he was 10 years ago. Speaking, people uh, change. Uh, people can improve. People can change. Let him change yep. because what an asset Devolve. he would be, you know, to, uh, he, he has these men that are following him, allow him to evolve, allow, yep. allow him to be sorry, allow him to make changes and don't, be above anything else, stop discounting all of those young men that are coming from broken homes that are directionless and that are being told that they have no value that are following him. Fully agree. One more point with this. The high-value man, you said high-value man, high-value woman. I think it's very easy to define a high-value man, a man who's protector, provider, present for his woman, respects people, physically fit on the outside, morally um, correct on the inside, obviously makes money, man of status. It's easy to define. That's not the problem. How would you define a high-value woman, though, especially these days? Is it beauty? Is it social following? Is it just being a mother? Like, what's yeah. a high-value woman? Uh, I think it, it is a woman that wants to be the CEO of the home. I think it is being aspirational. I think it is allowing men to lead. I, I genuinely believe that that is the dynamic that works. Like, my husband leads in our household. You know, that is that is just the way that it works, you know, um, uh 
I think it is being beautiful. It is an element of it that part of what the feminist rinsing tried to do was to, you know, the Lena Dunham's don't shave your armpits. That's, that's part of the page. That's no. disgusting. You know, like make yourself less attractive, you know, it's because men like attract. Okay. You think you're going to convince men to like ugly women if we just make ourselves <laughs> ugly? It's like trying Never to. Never like, going to happen. Yeah. Ladies. It's like you're trying to make somebody say like eventually you're going to make them love disgusting food. Like, you know, you know, of course people, you mm -hmm. should be attractive. You should take care of yourself, but it, that shouldn't be the number one focus on Instagram. Instagram, trying to be sexy. It's also being conservative. Men like mystery. I mean, I cannot imagine how any man thinks it's attractive for their girlfriend or for their wife to constantly be naked on the internet and available to other men. Ugh. It's gross, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I tell women. Men men want to wonder about you. You know, <laughs> you just don't want to put everything out there. Sure, if you do put everything out there, men will want to sleep with you. They're biologically wired that way. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You can get a man to slide into your DMs and want to sleep with you, but you are not wife material. And yeah. he knows that. Yeah, like he Logan, like Logan Paul's oh, situation. Can you like? Can you imagine like? Because I, 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 I don't know none of the history. I saw him go down on his knee, and he's proposing, and she's like excited. And there was that moment, and then you just see all the slew of every guy yeah, in every think video. What do you think about that? Okay, I'm gonna give a very nuanced take on that situation, and I and I think it's a lesson for women. Yes. Um, so I actually loved Nina Agda. I follow her on Instagram because I I didn't know her youth <laughs> until Dylan Danes just kind of. Yeah dropped mm -hmm. it um i knew her i'm very into fitness and she has this thing called like the ag doll method and so i started following her she was super pretty and doing all that stuff and then obviously this battle between <laughs> logan and him got real and he starts dropping this and this is what i say to women you know unfortunately for her she put on an entire record because it's popular to talk about cock and to be, you know, yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's yep, like, this yep. is, this is a feminist simulation. Like, Oh, it's hot to talk about your partners and talk about how you like cock and you know, how you don't have a gag reflux. I mean, so crass. I, I had never seen these clips so crass for her to say. Um, and she did this because it's cool and it's relevant when you're young and in your twenties and you're a part of the free, the nipple, you know, simulation. And then, now it diminished her value it did yeah. and that's the truth and this is this should be a warning and a lesson for women and she's obviously being honest and how humiliated she is and how she thinks it has impacted her life it has impacted her there's life. there's no question if about logan it. does yeah. not marry yeah. her i don't think there's going to be a man that does not take this into account i mean the videos are it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i think, do you you're think he will that. do you think he will I think he probably feels responsible for what happened to her, so he might, he, yeah. I actually don't think it's as bad as, as I know uh, Nina. She's from Miami. I've, she's dated actually two of my very good buddies. Yeah. Like, it's not like some girl I met, like, she dated. Two of your buddies. Oh, yeah. Reed and Patrick. Cool. One's a famous DJ, one's a big realtor. You've met one of their partners. Oh, you man, might, now yeah. Dylan's going to drop no, the pics. There we go. No. Now here goes the, the photos. Oh, they're up. already out there. <laughs> they're already, already there. out there. Oh, okay. And these guys are good dudes, good-looking dudes. I, I believe that she's... Just a sign of our times, feminism, yeah. liberalism. She's also a social climber. Before she dated Logan Paul, you know she dated Leonardo DiCaprio, and Elon. Adam Levine. There was allegedly some stuff with... We all know a, now. Of course. <laughs> but, but my point is this. She's also a Sports Illustrated cover model. Mm -hmm. She's actually a good person. Yeah, she seems she's, sweet. She's, like you said that you were a fan. Dylan Dennis is doing her super dirty now that she has a, a, a court restraining order, whatever going on like that. But I'll give you this. This goes back to your point. There's so many girls way worse than what she's doing. Oh, of course. Oh, so oh, many girls God. way worse but than what she's this doing. But this is this is what I'm trying to say to women. Like, what this matters. I mean, 
I I was very surprised by the stuff that she has said, and I think she said it to be funny, and that's supposed to be like a girl's being open about their sexuality, but men don't want that. It's extremely embarrassing to a man to mm-hmm. look at videos of your wife talking about gag reflexes, your soon-to-be wife talking. It's really embarrassing. It's a great case study, I will tell it you. It's a, a phenomenal study. Yeah. case study for and every parent. Phenomenal case study on what all the other girls worldwide right now watching this, laughing, doing whatever they're thinking. You can either do it to get eyeballs. Like, oh, my God, I can also do that. Let me make a video about, you know, in the morning and all. Or you can say, hey, man, I can't have something like this because this thing's going to come back up to me one day and I'm going to have to face this. Mothers, you know, imagine bringing that girl home to your mom and your mom seeing this trending. Like, I would... They're gonna Watch know oh the entire gosh. family. Even even though at first they're gonna be like, you know, I really like her. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what? Who she's dating? He's dating this girl. Let me look. Wait, do you know who this girl is? Yeah, that girl. But this girl well, and get, that guy. And and this, I, I have to yeah. say one more thing though. I have to because let's not forget one thing. She's actually beautiful. She's actually fit. She's yeah. not some like no, OnlyFans model. She's not a prostitute. She she's not gag. a whore. And, like, let's forget, she actually is conventionally beautiful. On the other hand, look at Lizzo. You want people to be like Lizzo? Lizzo has no dirty videos out in the video, yet she's the definition of freaking beauty, I guess. There's a big difference. She has no no dirty videos. Have you seen her Instagram? She's she's absolutely disgusting. No meaning, like... And you know porn what, videos, and you know what point but should men idolize someone like Lizzo no. now? And that's why Nina is actually a great case study because right. she doesn't. She's not on OnlyFans. That's she's the point. Not that's selling that's her body, the point. and she's still suffering that's the consequences. The point. Yes. yes, that's you know, the point. No, I, I told you I like her. I've followed her. Like I think I agree with you. I think she's beautiful, fit, all of those things. But the the bigger point is that she's not even a prostitute. And look at how all, this is coming back to haunt and, her. And, and Pat, you you're you know you having kids and uh, Candace, you having children. Well, the other flip side of it is list, and this is going to like. A Kim Kardashian, like this girl, Pat. She, the, the, what's her name? The one that started on this no, no. one. So she has. She's gonna have kids one day. The internet that doesn't go away. Those videos are always gonna be there. Like the Kim Kardashian, a couple. I think about a year ago, she was crying, bawling because she's like, she tried to get Kanye tried to buy the video of the sex tape. Those kids, it's not gonna go away. Your kids are going to see that. No, but by the way, listen. You want fast success? You can do it. You want fast money? Go sell cocaine. Mm-hmm. You want fast success? Make stupid videos of you, sex tapes, and release it. Trust me. Immediately, you can be famous starting off with a high school. Then you can be famous in a college. And then if you're, you know, you have some kind of momentum, it could be national. Nobody's talking about it depending on who the guy is, right? But that fame comes with consequences. And you have mm-hmm. to live with that for 10, 20 years. So if you're okay with that speed, go for it. So for her, this happened to her. She's not a dummy. This is not a girl that's a dummy. Uh, Nina or Kim? No, Nina's not a dummy. Nina yeah. knows what she's saying and what you know. The video you're making, stuff like that. It's Can, and at this point, with what's happened there with the situation, her, Dylan, Logan, all this stuff. He, yeah. he so he has to marry her. <laughs> wow. He has to marry he her. He did this. He has to marry her. There is no now. You can marry and divorce in three years. But he has to marry her now because he will look for the rest of his life. He's going to have to say, Dylan is the one that got you to leave that girl. Oh, you're, you're probably it's right. It's permanent. He, he has to marry the He girl. also has to beat Dylan in this <laughs> fight so to true. save face. Oh, he will be You Dylan. brought up He'll something I think is super important. It's a boxing up, fight. It's not, you brought it's not up, an MMA fight. You brought up Kim Kardashian. That's yeah. how this whole thing started. That's the tip of the spear. Yes. Okay. The so, mom with the deal and broke well, the sex tape. Yeah. Everyone situation. will look to her and say, well, she did a sex tape. Now she's a billionaire. Yeah. Okay, like the whole family's been manufactured. Um, I have obviously firsthand, like my best friend is the guy, Chris Humphreys, that married Kim Kardashian, and I was a groomsman in the wedding. I walked Chloe down the aisle. I saw Kendall and 
Kylie when they were 15, 16. Like when I've Bruce seen, was Bruce. When Bruce was Bruce, <laughs> straight up. Bruce Way was back. a back. I've seen, this, back. I've seen this whole thing play out, and a lot of girls are like, I remember when you did it. And like all girls love Kim Kardashian. But don't you think that's the person that started this entire thing? And then she married Kanye. Girls, and yeah. I don't think most girls, I, all, all these girls love Kim Kardashian. I think actually. What do you mean? She's the, she has more Instagram followers? She, or it, like, she is followed and she is great at marketing herself. But I, I do think that there is now a strong pushback to Kardashian culture. I think that's ending is what I'm kind of saying. Is that I things, don't see it at I, all. I think Tell these, me how you're seeing it changing. Um, you know, I don't think she's as idolized as she as she was. I think that Kim Kardashian caught that moment of femininity and sexuality. She was the she is the it girl of the, mm. what we're talking about. She is the it girl. She is the moment. She was talking about sex and people uh, that that's what their show. That's how it became popular. It's who they were dating, you know, who they were sleeping with. She's crying about her sex tape. She's crying about this. Like she brought forth the sex culture. So she is the the icon from the moment that we're talking about. But I think we are actually moving away from it and with kim she's a great example she's got tons of money and she's got tons of wealth you know what's her personal life is that it is it just money and wealth she's this is her fourth marriage that's failed am i correct her fourth yep. marriage yeah. that's Up failed yep. but, well she told me she's gonna have let's eight. be honest who's eight. going to marry kim kardashian she's oh. she's she's way oh, wow. too she's way is that the worst the high tom look at this here the highest negative Q score belongs to Kim Kardashian yeah, at 71. But, wow. But I'll give you this argument. Though, it's Candace. a Hollywood report. It's not just Kim. It's Kendall. It's Kylie. It's Chloe. Okay. But then. Kendall, I think, will get married. She's actually kind of abstained from the. What do you mean? She's dated Kardashian. half the NBA. What are you talking about? She's quite. She's quiet though. She doesn't really, you know. She's quietly dating half the NBA. I mean, <laughs> I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Well said. Well but said. then, this yeah. is my point. Then. They all have kids. And you don't think that their kids are going to be the most famous girls in the world What's when you grow point, up? Though, Adam, where are you going with this? That, this? that she's saying that you think it's coming to an end. But you're saying that this is going to continue. I'm saying it's one million percent. <clears throat> but, by the way, but, but, I, but, but hear me out. This is, this is great. So <clears throat> what is going to happen is with this, this case study. Again, life is about case studies. Mm -hmm. You're going to study case studies. You go to Harvard to get an MBA. What the hell do you think you do for three years when you get your MBA? 500 case studies. When you go to Harvard for a three-week program, Wharton, all you're doing is case studies. Hmm. Four, three, four years. These guys that go work at McKinsey, Gartner, all these come, BCG, they only go there because they have 500 case studies under their belt that they went through for whatever business degree they got. This is a phenomenal case study for churches to use. This is a phenomenal case study for schools to use. Mm -hmm. This is a phenomenal case study for parents to use. This is a phenomenal case study for a lot of people to use. And by the way, this case study is going to inspire some people to say what? You know what? Psh, you guys are out of your mind. I'm going to follow what she did. No problem. Still go out and do it. We've been trying to get people to say no to drugs for a long time. People are still saying yes to drugs, okay? And what do you do? Hey, did you see how many people died from fentanyl? Did you see how many people died from cocaine? In Plano, when we used to live in Plano, Kids went to school. Everybody before we moved to Plano, Tom's like, Pat, let's move to Plano. So I'm like, okay, so we moved to Plano. I start saying, hey, where are you guys moving to? Oh, we're moving to Plano. I know nothing about Plano, Texas when I'm in L.A. We're living in Granada Hills or where were we living at? We were living in uh, North Port Ranch or what, Port whatever, Ranch. Port Ranch. 
She's like, oh, you're going to go to Heroin Plano? I'm like, Heroin <laughs> Plano? What? Type what in Plano and Heroin, right? Sign <laughs> me up. I'm like. <laughs> well, that's always the best. So, when somebody's like, oh, you're going to. You're going to. I'm, I'm you're like, going to crack for so I'm going to crack Miami after the coke <laughs> So I'll Chip, be there tonight. Yeah, go to. Crack. go to. Okay, look back. Look at the third story. I look back at the Plano <laughs> Heroin Crisis. She, 20 years 20 ago. years ago. So yeah. I'm like, what heroin? So kids yeah. were dying left and well, right. you get going, cheap labor there. That's why I'm yeah. you get, get so, but, but the point I'm trying to make to you is yeah. you're right. Some people are going to look at this and say, this is how I'm going to get fame. And some people are going to look at this and say, oh, my God, for the rest of my life, I'm going to get stuck on this. I don't want to stay on this story. Yeah. I want to move on. Here's a story I want to go to. Rob, play this clip that you and I saw yesterday. Play this clip that you and I saw yesterday from AI. So I, I'm really curious to know what your thoughts are on this. So this is a new technology tracking which one of these workers at this coffee shop are working the hardest, the AI, and then it wow. tracks which Ooh. customers sit in there the longest to track. So watch this AI. Go for it. Camera does all of this for you. Anna's done 20 cups. Vika's done 10 cups. Elena's done 10 cups. Wow. Olga's done three cups. So the boss can come back and say, hey, Olga, any reason why you sat your ass down for, wow. for an hour, oh, all you did is three shit. cups all day, you're fired, right? Leaning, leaning on the counter in the back. Just. She's doing nothing in the back. And look at how hard Anna's working. So guess what? This favors who? Anna yeah. deserves a raise. Olga wow. deserves to be fired. And the 10 cups per day guys deserve to just get exactly what they're getting paid. They can't ask for a raise. Now, I'll put the picture I texted you uh, in Congress, which is very interesting. This AI now tracks which percentage of these members of Congress stay on their phones the longest time. Wow. You see name there, 76.9%, Is this an area of AI where a level of accountability <laughs> and surveillance goes to a level where a boss, a parent, by the way, parents, your kids go to school. Now you can see what teachers are doing with kids. You can oh, kind of watch what teachers are doing with kids. You can now track what your kids are doing in school. You can track this for sports, who's practicing, who's training when they go to the gym. Imagine a football coach has AI, three hours you're going to the gym, which linebacker is actually training for how long, which one is not. You can now officially track how many reps they did, how many sets they did. How many. Is this a good thing? with this level of accountability, or does this kind of concern you? Gosh, really hard to answer this right <laughs> off the cuff, but what I will say is that we are like suffering from chronic laziness right now, and that would transform if you knew that you were being watched. That's why when your boss walks in, you kind of stiffen up and you start doing stuff because you know that you're you're being watched. And because I know how far millennials, Gen Z go in terms of a laziness, like they do need like a little kick in the butt. Maybe this could be the solution. Um, by the way, regarding schools, I've always thought, why can't I watch my kids while they're in school? They, they have daycares. For daycares, you can do that because they want parents to feel comfortable about what's happening so you can log in and you can watch what's going on. That's right. This crisis that we're dealing with, like kids beating up their teachers what if they knew their moms yeah. were just watching them from their smartphones these kids might straighten up a little bit we love bit. that by the way yeah and we when would feel good that. about seeing That's like right. i'm so okay with like schools being able to have cameras and letting parents access that that does not bother me at all um i think that's a great idea and that's a great way to use ai too and teachers would probably be doing less finicky mm -hmm. stuff in the classroom but there's an element of this that also feels that's right subhuman <laughs> yeah like we're watching <laughs> a, like robots yeah. like i don't there know like go. we're suddenly in like uh i am legend or something 
something. It is, is kind that of the, was that the no iRobot? What is the iRobot? Yeah, iRobot. Yeah, yeah. a good movie. See, that's Minority yeah. Report. That's what Pat, the, the positive side yeah. of it. Where I see it if it's like a Starbucks and you're monitoring for this type of stuff. But, then but the, Olga got to get fired. Olga's gone. Right? Three cups. Like, get the I hell like out Olga got to go. Breaking news. Olga got deported. Olga just went back to Ukraine, guys. Sorry. Nah, she's relying on Anna. I don't like any of this. But Ken is like, see, like, Olga got to go. By the way, this describes almost every work environment, every sports team, every place. Like, I'm with, I'm with Kenneth. I'm with you because yeah, it's cool. I'm kind of creeped out about a little bit, but then like, how far do we go? Like in China, their AI system can. If you're crossing the street and you jaywalk. It doesn't have to see your face. If it sees your body walking, mm-hmm. it send, it takes money out of your account already. And if you don't pay it, your social score goes down. Yeah. And if people are hanging out with you, their shit goes down. And it's like, Damn. this is the beginning of the end. Tom, uh, you're yeah. a father. What do you think about this? Well, oh my God. I happen to be married to a teacher and who every now and then does parent conferences. And data always wins. Whether you're the district attorney or the prosecutor or you're a school teacher, data always wins. People sit down. And you say, hey, I'd like to talk to your kid about math and everything. Well, they probably need more instruction or attention from you. What's the ratio? Do you have an assistant that's in the class? You usually start there. And then it's like, here's the baseline. Here's the test they took. Let's look at the numbers. Okay, uh, what do we have to do? Suddenly it flips a switch. You know, oh, my son, my daughter wouldn't do that. Let's look at the surveillance camera at the 7-Eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do to keep him out of jail? Is there a probation option here? <laughs> Data changes everything. That ha- that's what happened this week, by the way, so, when I was in school. So I feel very strongly yeah. that that there is a creepy side to this, to government surveillance. But you know what? Data usually stops arguments and moves people toward discussion mm-hmm. of solution. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I'll add one more thing. So what you're saying is Olga's got to be fired. Olga's got to go. go. Sure. Olga's got to go. Olga's got to go. By the way, that's got to be the title of this video. Olga's getting fired. Here's what I'll say last That's exactly right. And Olga comes in with an employment attorney, and then we say, sir, let's just sit down and look at this. And then he leaves and tells Olga, Olga, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. All his lawsuits go away. I'll say Candace, I think, was right. This is neither good nor bad. It's just, it's a thing. And I equate this to the metaphor of what social media is or even what marriage is. And I'll say this. Like, you know, the great thing about social media is everyone has a voice and can say what they want to say. But also the bad thing about social media is everyone has a voice and can say what they want to say. So when I talk to people about marriage, I get this one answer was so poignant. He goes, well, I'm like, what do you love about marriage? Like, oh, I love my wife. You know, she's just always there. She's always there for me. I go, what do you not like about marriage? My wife is always there. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is, is that like they're just tracking you. Are you for it? Good. By the way, run a poll. I think at the yeah. end of the day, this is Is helpful. this better for society or worse for society? And would, you, would you use it? I would, well, abso- I would absolutely use it. Vinny, would, we're using it by, out by the way, there let, right let now. Let me tell you why I would go use ahead, it. Wanna, you ready? Yeah, yeah. You ready? I would absolutely use it and tell them, that person that's working the most, you get to come and ask me for a massive raise. Perfect. Go for it. Yeah. You get to come and ask me for a raise because the video validates you're working your ass off. Mm-hmm. And the people that say, no, shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah, and all please. this stuff. No, 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 no. No problem. Yeah, totally yeah. get it. But I, I would walk in and, and say, and say that and, and say, hey, Pat, I think I've, I've been working hard. It's a 3% inflation raise. I think I deserve 5 to 10. Why do you think that? And it says, can we take a look? Have you been watching mm-hmm. me? Check the stats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're about to roll say the tape. You're, you're going to say something because you know, 
that that in a place too, Pat, would I think make people work because they know they're getting right. so nobody's gonna old the way. Shit. But I mean, it could be good for such a lazy yeah. generation. Exactly. You know? I actually like it. I, I like it a lot. By the way, I want to spend thirty seconds on the next story. Yep. I I had no plans of covering bad news because we're having such a good time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to do this. Thirty seconds. I think it's necessary. Um, Mitt Romney says he won't be coming back for re-election oh, and running. God. I didn't want to ruin everyone's day. <laughs> I know you guys have a lot of different things you're you're dealing with, and I, I, it's terrible news. We're going to have to overcome this collectively together as a unit. I think we're strong enough to do it. I can't. We have faced the tougher challenges in the past before, but uh, this should be tough. I think we can do it, Senator Mitt Romney. Mm. Not seeking re-election. We have to move on, guys. We just have to move on. I think okay. we should have a moment of silence for the people of Utah. Half a second. <laughs> Half a second, we yeah. should have it and move on. Okay. Oh, God. So, uh, uh, next next clip. Rob, do you have the other clip? Let me see if you have the other clip on. Our friend, uh, 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 Kareen Jean-Pierre, uh, the, 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 she's yeah, French. if you can, she's, if you can, you know. She's black and a lesbian. She wants everybody to know that, so. Her DEI score is crazy and by the way, high. And by the way, Candace this is, had this jacket before she exactly. even thought about buying that exactly. jacket. Let's just throw that out there. <laughs> Candace said, that bitch stole my look. She did. <laughs> She did. I did okay. it better. Yeah. So P- Peter Ducey asked, is this the question about uh, fossil fuel? Is that what's going on? Where she happen? walks off? Oh, she just No, leaves. no, no. He asked a question uh, uh, from uh, from her. I don't think I don't know if this is the one or not. What he, how recent is this video, by the way? Go back to it. If it's recent, then that's the one. This one is uh, from yesterday. Okay, then this is the one. Let's see if she, if, if this is the one. Just play. Let's see this clip. And with that, folks, explain why the president interacted with so many of his son's Ford business associates. No, this is not it. I'll I'll find it. I'll send it to you. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. There's a question that Peter Ducey asks about fossil fuel. I think it's absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic that he asked. I'll go to another story. We'll come back to it. We have to cover that story. Okay. Uh, Which one do we want to go to? Let's go to the story with over half of transgender prisoners. In Wisconsin, are sex offenders. Mm, Obviously weird. very surprising. But uh, let's take a look at this here to see what this is telling us, this story. So a report from Wisconsin Department of Correction reveals that over 50% of male inmates identifying as transgender females in Wisconsin prisons have been convicted of at least one count of sexual assault, assault or sexual abuse. Out of 161 transgender-identifying male inmates, 81 of them have been convicted of such offenses, including crimes like sexual exploitation of child, rape, and sexual intercourse without consent. The Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation obtained these records, and Director Mike Howell emphasized that men belong with men and men only in prison. He argued that housing sex offender men who claim to be women with female inmates is concerning and contributes to perceived moral decline. What do you have to say about this story? I mean, least surprising story ever. Um, I've been talking about this, and, and there's, there's a two-pronged approach here. First and foremost, the advantage of a man, you commit a crime, you commit a sex crime, you molest a child, and you know how they treat pedophiles in prison, you know how they treat sexual deviants in prison. So you just say, actually, no, I'm transgendered. Uh, that's what's actually happening. Please put me amongst the women uh, inmates who uh, now need to accept, and the fact that the prisons are doing this. <laughs> They're acknowledging them and affirming them and that taxpayers are having to bear the expense. I can't even talk about how much that infuriates me. Um, the, but the second element of this is that there is 
what's not being spoken about, what's well, definitely being spoken about my podcast is the growing alphabet mafia um, and how they are now adding letters that really just imply sexual deviancy. You know what I mean? Like a, a man feeling the need to put on panties, uh, a, a woman's underwear, and you're pretending that that's like a, a gender or an identity. Perfect example, Sam Brinton, the nuclear energy the White guy. House yep. person who literally was open about the fact that he was a sexual deviant. I mean, wearing heels, lipsticks, into pup play, which if you look into what pup play actually is, you will be shocked at how disgusting it is. Um, You know, on a leash and still got the job. You know, you used to be fearful that if they Googled you and you'd find this stuff online, your employer, you couldn't get hired. This guy got, right? Oh, "Oh, this guy. That used to be a a disqualifier if you could find somebody naked in straps and and into pup play. Sam Britton just... Outwardly, I am a freak and flying my freak high. Gets the job at What's the White his House. Job? He was a nuclear. He was head the of- nu- head, head of nuclear waste in the Energy Department. I gotta go. No, I, I, I promise you. I promise you. And then guess what happened? He's a club dog. He got arrested for three stealing. times for stealing women's panties at freaking airports. The airport. That guy? Yes. And yeah, then, not I just one pair. Oh, oh, can this suitcase full? I'm the calling other, BS. Show the a guy like that would never do no, something never, like this. Right, what are you talking about? What are you supposed to be surprised? I am shocked. Told you I'm a freak, and then I did some freaky things. Things, right, and that's yeah. what's happening right now yeah. in this so this climate of non-binary. I'm a man, but I want to wear women's underwear and be free. They're telling you that something is wrong, yep. right? They are saying I am flying my freak flag high, and then we're all supposed to be shocked when they do something that's sexually deviant. I, I, yeah. And that it's mind-boggling to me. It's why I am that it is an issue that I care passionately about. I am a mother to young children. Why does a drag queen want access to a child? Can anybody can anybody answer that big question? Okay, you're a man and. You like to dress up as a woman and go to nightclubs, mm-hmm. okay? Flying your free flag high. Now you're demanding access to read books to children. Mm-hmm. Does that not just do we do, can we does it pass the sniff test, guys? Yeah. You know? And then you have I women, do women the out there. <laughs> you know what's you know it's really interesting. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for <laughs> your children. children. You've oh heard this God. before. Yes. Let's all say it in unison, guys. Yeah. Right? I mean, and the, and it's the, scary. And, can, and here's my thing. Like for instance, like like you know, I we have everybody here has freaking gay friends. I have gay family members. When it comes to like the Pride Month and everything, it's like because you're talking about the oh the sexuality of it. It's like when is it ever cool? Name another month or a day or a moment where it's cool for any group to walk outside butt naked, yeah. g-string, and I get that there's like. People are bringing their kids, which I think they should, you know, go to jail. But when is it ever mm-hmm. cool for you to be in a bike butt naked? Yeah. How, how is that? Literally, is that? if it I just... said, hey, guys, tomorrow's family day. Okay. We're going to have a family parade and yes. we're going to celebrate families. No person is showing up butt naked, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's no no family showing. So well, you don't know there Tom. Is something Tom about crazy. <laughs> <laughs> get naked, get Tom. on a bicycle. Get, you know the men that were on bicycles, literally naked, right? But for some reason, when you say it's an LGBTQ pride parade, you know you're going to see nudity. What, what does that tell you? And people are fearful to talk about this, and it's it's crazy to me as a parent that we've allowed this to go so far. That we've allowed sexual deviancy to be perceived as an identity. Entity, you know, as you know, something that needs to be treated and loved. And who are the people behind saying we have a lot women? It's always women. Why don't why do women not see the ridiculousness? Yeah. And why aren't the women speaking out more about trans men in sports? Like why don't? Well, because those women are those, aren't. Those are feminists. Those are the Chelsea Handlers, right? And so that that's a whole different simulation. It's the moms at home are not the ones yeah. that are pushing that. You what know? percentage of women under thirty, best guess, do you think fall into that? type of ideology like feminist yeah 
Like, the, they love Chelsea Handler. They're cool with this. They're cool with men being in sports. Difference if you're talking, like, early 20s versus end of 20s. I'm saying, I'm saying Gen Z. Let's talk about that. 25 and under. That's the future. Mm -hmm. This is who we're trying to convince not to go down this path. Uh, you, you want a percentage? I, that's what, that I'm what I'm getting. Well, I know that you've highlighted that 20% yeah. of Gen Z identifies LGBT. I, it, but I mean, look, look here's a, here's a mayor is. in Burbank. He's an Armenian mayor. Okay, this guy. In the classroom, he's having this guy spank him. Check this out. This is the Burbank? This is the Burbank mayor. The, the music might be. That's the Burbank what? mayor that's doing this. Pride, proud, love yeah. is love. I mean, she's, she's a strong warrior. And he's like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. Some of the craziest tweets came out about this guy, which is absolutely wild when you see the GUSD folks posted his uh, tweets. Oh, my God. Constantine Anthony out of Burbank doing this. By the way. Uh, here's Oklahoma Elementary School faces calls for uh, firing a drag queen principal. Mm -hmm. The principal in Oklahoma is a drag queen. Can you please pull this up picture for us? Pull this picture up for us to see it. So calls to fire drag queen principal Shane Mernon, yeah. also known as Chantel Mandalay. We have moonlights as a as a as a drag queen, as a drag, yeah. which but is then scary. also pre previously was arrested on child porn. Oh, Twenty years ago, 20, yep. yeah, and yep. got and basically got away with it because of a technicality. I looked into this case technicality because they found what was clear to one judge and another judge was child porn, but then when they brought the trial forth, they couldn't identify the child. And so basically they were like, you can't prove this is actually a child, right? So they had to drop, Stop. I swear, yeah. because you have to be able to prove. So if I say that this is a child, even if it's abundantly clear to all of us this is a child, you have to be able to prove that, right? So it was clear enough that they arrested, they arrested him. It was clear enough that a judge said this arrest holds. And then wow. another judge said, you actually have to be able to say who that child, like we have to be able to say that person is actually a minor. And they weren't able to do this. So the charges got dropped on a technicality, right? So he gets this expunged from his record, and then he somehow gets voted in a private ceremony. The 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 they came together, no parents were there, and they they made him principal years twenty years later. Child arrested for child porn charges. Yeah. What and city in Oklahoma? Because if and this now goes he down to be in, in front of children, if this uh, goes down in LA, you know? San Francisco, Oklahoma, can you show the photo? Could, could we just all be completely honest? And all the viewers out there, look how scary drag queens are. Like, like some people have like a clown phobia. Look how scary that guy is right there. Yeah. Look at look. Zoom in on the guy on the right. What that looks like? Like the penguin from There's from Batman. Worst pictures, yeah. by the way. Those, yeah. yeah, but they're scary. Like okay. it's scary. Nothing You're not like somebody attractive. who was arrested for child pornography. Demanding access to elementary school children, and they're and they're cool with it, and they're cool. Uh, well, they're I don't think I don't think anymore because no, the story got exposed. Cool and now, no, not the Oklahoma. If you I don't know if you know this, is actually the reddest state in the union. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so, West Virginia, Oklahoma, yeah, Alabama, Oklahoma's those three. Number one, the most the most the reddest state in the union. Is, Boomer is Sooners. But Pat, what you in L.A.? There's a story about uh, California. Uh, Read it. it. So in California. Um, which Here it is. is. California passes bill punishing parents who don't affirm Tom, trans kids in custody battles. Okay, so if you don't affirm kids in custody battles, uh, Elon called it other madness. California State Assembly passed AB 957, which mandates that judges in child custody cases consider whether a parent has affirmed a child's transgender identity. An amendment in June broadened the requirement stating the that the parents must affirm their child's gender identity to be deemed suitable... Okay, for the child's welfare in court, to which um, critics like Elon Musk, we know what happened with one of his billion children, 
um, strongly criticized the bill. Musk described it as utter madness and warned it could jeopardize parental custody if parents disagree with their child's transgender identity. So now California is like penalizing people if they don't affirm a kid's transgender transition. Have you seen, are you familiar I, with this? Yeah, I'm familiar with this. And, and what I've said is that I've stopped being outraged at California stories. It's like, to me, it's like, if you're still a parent and you're raising your kid in California, outside of like, you quite literally have no money and cannot leave the state, I, I, I can't sympathize with you anymore. I mean, I, I can't, I literally can't sympathize with you anymore. It's gotten so crazy there. Yeah. The, the policies that they're putting forth, that they're able to push through, they're telling you, I mean, that is a, it's basically a communist state at this point that people are basically watching North Korea be built around them under the most extreme circumstances and they're staying there and then they're going oh my god I can't believe this is happening it's like California has showed you what California is it is time to pick up your children and leave California the state owns your children already in a, in a variety of different ways they're there it, it doesn't it's ending with transgenderism this has been going on for a very long time you saw this with COVID they, they want to put shots in your child's arm you have no rights in California so I am now removing your right to complain if you are if you are still living yeah. in the state of California, but you can also ski and surf on the same day. Yeah, that's, I, I love how so. people complain about everything, kids, when it comes to Cali, the traffic, that, and they're just like, yeah, but the weather. The I'm weather. like, it's not worth it. Yeah. I really sweat my ass. The off weather here. in North Korea is just you know wonderful. I mean? and, and yeah, like, <laughs> summer in North oh, Korea. You Pyongyang. Haven't the you haven't been to Pyongyang this yeah. summer. Have, have you, you seen a North Korean yeah. sunset? Oh yeah. my god! I winter in Pyongyang. And, 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 summer and so, Candace, so here's my question to kind of wrap up all the so the feminism, the the women, the the, the making men weak, right? The the going after the kids, the trans thing, the going at, like is it a concerted effort by like when you hear like the Klaus and and uh, the Bill Gates where they're like, listen, overpopulation is 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 the biggest problem. Is it an accident or are these guys just openly telling us because all those people that we talked about, they're not having children. Yeah. The trans, do you know what I mean? The the, the weak men, they don't want to have kids anymore. The the feminists are like, we don't need men. Is it by accident or is it an effort? to really slow down the, the, the population? Like, is it, a, is it a deeper thing? I think America's at war. Mm -hmm. I think America is at war. I think that people always thought World War III would be something like World War II. People would be dropping nukes. And no, I think it's it's a silent war. It's an ideological war. Um, I believe that there is a globalized effort to take down America from within. And people realizing after years, China is a huge part of this effort. Yep. That you could take over America without firing a single, bu single bullet. And it, be, it begins and ends with culture. And that's why I, I believe that culture is the biggest battle that we're facing right now. Sick. And TikTok really helps there. Mm. I don't think. Uh, uh, by the way, I think that 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 fight, uh, the feminist fight, is is coming to an end yeah. because the Thank product God. is showing. Common sense is winning, and data is winning, proving that this is not working. And there's more 60-year-old women right now talking about the biggest mistake they made is buying into being a feminist. They can no longer have kids. They wish they were married. They wish they would have done this. Guys, I it's, wish you were right. I really do. But I spend probably more time than anyone here with old? women under 30. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I say, guys, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Dude, these 25 and under women, they, they are so far gone. And that's the future. I wish you were right. You know, you know what it is for for you to say that. You also contribute towards it though, because think about now you're it. blaming me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming you. Sorry, lady. No, no. Yeah, I'm not. Ahead, I'm not blaming you. There's an element of it that even, you know, whatever you want to change, you have to look at it in a different way and not capitalize off what's out there. You have to eventually. When I was, all I did was women. 
from you know 14 to 25, that was my number one priority. And I'm like, listen, that's all I want to do. 26 times a year, I'm in Vegas. I was a four-hour drive away from Vegas. And Vegas, the opportunity for prospecting was priceless on what it was. This is pre-Tinder days. I have no clue what it is to swipe, right? You have to actually go talk and prospect. Like, that was work. Yep. Like, it takes work <laughs> of going in and networking and meeting money. and a friend and this and then eventually to go versus today it's a DM. Boom. You're working your numbers, 100 messages. Boom. Let's go 6 o'clock. Then you got one at 8. Then you got one at 10. I don't know that system, but it's a completely different ballgame. I think it's also an element of, you know, us. As men, we need to also kind of challenge the status quo and tell them we're not attracted to this. This is not attractive anymore, right? I don't know what you're doing. You think this is attractive? We're also not turned on by this. I think we can also play a role in that, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. I don't that's want to get into this. I want to, I want to, I want to wrap it up here with your documentary. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, your the, the, the BLM documentary that, the, that you did, The Biggest Lie Ever Sold, uh, phenomenal uh, when you did that and you're kind of going through how you know you know from one lens I'm kind of watching you right now because I'm watching you as a uh, talent as an individual to see what evolution you're you're personally going through right like hey as you change and, and your life changes and you're making money and you have kids and you get married and you move you might also be like, I used to be interested. I'm really not interested. That's not my passion. That's not my fight. This is not my fight. I want to be interested. And then now you're going into true crime, you know, with the, this this recent one that you did, which is, uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Avery? Stephen Avery? Stephen uh, Avery. This, yeah. And what happened with that? So out of all the topics you could have chosen to do a documentary on, why this? It's actually a perfect build on destroying the BLM narrative, and it's a perfect build on who I am and how I got into this place. We started this conversation by talking about you know, Trump coming down and me not wanting him to be there, and then me realizing that I was a victim of propaganda my entire life. And so as a cultural warrior, if that's what you want to call me, um, I, I am really focused on getting people to understand that their entire life could potentially being decided upon by propaganda, by a propagandist effort that what they think they know they don't know. And so obviously the huge tackle in the political climate of Black Lives Matter was really how I asserted myself in politics as it was like unheard of a black person not supporting BLM. How could you not? And then I needed to show people, you know, after the dust had settled, this is what I was saying. And now Black Lives BLM as an organization is bankrupt. And people watched my documentary. They saw where the money went. They realized that they had been duped <laughs> because they were emotional and they were made to feel guilty because they were white and they just sent money into a dark hole. And this next documentary is really the same exact examination. For whatever reason, we set our presets to trusting a documentary more than the news. Like we're like, well, now I'm getting the real information because it's a documentary. And yeah. there's no way that these two lesbians from New York who created Making a Murderer could possibly be playing with me. Um, they must be telling the truth. The villain the villain is actually the hero in this docuseries. Super important uh, first endeavor, really, that Netflix made into docuseries. And it largely built their empire, I would say, on this story. And Netflix has since continued this tradition of taking villains and convincing the public that they're heroes. The Central Park Five, guilty as sin, guilty as sin. And yet a Netflix documentary has made people believe that they're not guilty as sin. Uh, they, they've softened Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, <laughs> this is Netflix's legacy. Right. This is they, 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 what what are we doing as a culture? It's not just happening um, uh, in the real world. You know, we are also seeing aspects of that in the fantastical world. Uh, Maleficent, you know, forget that story. 
story? What about the, actually she's a person in there, Joker. He's actually a human being, yeah. right? We take these villains and we turn them into hero and we're facing this cultural assimilation where people want to believe that actually the villain has a heart. And so I wanted to dive into the Stephen Avery story because I was stunned as I when I when I learned the truth about what happened, but there's a larger thing that I'm trying to express to people about mainstream media, about Netflix, right? The power of Netflix is it is an absolute powerhouse and it is forming the way that people think. And this story is kind of where it began. And I thought it was interesting challenge for me because it wasn't split uh, along political lines. I wanted to do something that felt a little more apolitical because it wasn't like conservatives thought he was guilty and liberals thought that he was innocent. No, conservatives and liberals alike got duped by this documentary and Netflix banked. And um, it's just, it's a very compelling story. But the, the, the truer story is the study of humanity, the study of, of propaganda, the psychology of propaganda, which I am forever fascinated about. Yeah, this is, I mean, when I was watching it, you couldn't stop. You're just curious to know what happened with it. Did you follow this story? I was, I was watching it, because and, and, and going off your point, Candace, so 19, what, Netflix, when they first aired the first episode, 19 point something million watching it. Mm-hmm. People, like, would not go on dates. They wouldn't go with their friends. They would speed home and go do it. So, so Candace, you're painting a different picture to where, and I saw the, the one of the females that, that started it, she went to school. She wanted to be a director and a writer and everything, and then she was just like, she read the story on the train, right? She read it in a newspaper and she's like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go to Wisconsin, where it was in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. And just flip the script and make it something that people would want to watch. So right. it's all it's all BS. Yeah. And when, and to see people like conservatives that I've had on the show that were like, I thought that he wasn't guilty. You know, it's Me really. It, yeah. <laughs> I, you, because you they were good. They did a good, good job very at good. making you think that these people actually are victims mm-hmm. and also, can we talk about the why it really matters when you do this in the real world and you're not doing it in on a Disney movie is because a woman at the, the who was victimized by Stephen Avery, he was eventually convicted. She was raped by two men. She was shot. She was stabbed. She was cut up into pieces and she was burned in a burn pit. And she was 22 years old and had her entire life ahead of her. And because of people like Alec Baldwin and Trevor Noah and a mainstream media effort and this anti-policing sentiment and this belief that we have that the villains could actually be the ones that are struggling, her family then not only had to bury her, this faithful Catholic family who handled this in Hmm. just just the most wonderful capacity given the circumstances, then had to deal with conspiracy theories because Alec Baldwin said, well, her brother wasn't crying enough. So, you know, so that's part of it. That means that like actually Stephen Avery is innocent. So you just imagine what we do to real people when we recast the victims as the villains and the villains as the victims. Mm. There's real life consequences to that. Uh, I, I think this is a, a media thing that goes on, and I was particularly incensed. I remember, if anybody remembers, when Rolling Stone magazine, uh, two weeks after the capture of the Boston Marathon bomber, remember there were two brothers? Yeah. And one actually ran over his brother during the to police chase yeah. and killed him. Yeah. And then he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. They were fawning over him as this attractive guy who just didn't understand. There it is. So there ridiculous. it is. You know, and they. They portrayed him as this because they actually, what Rolling Stone won't tell you, is they actually liked the fact that he took action against what was core America. Yeah. They actually liked the fact that 
he had actually stepped out to do it. There was an undercurrent here where they were not only making a, a hero, he was the resistance against the U.S. You know, establishment that they wanted to see. And that's, that's the, and convicting a murderer, it's the same thing. In 2015, the anti-police sentiment was building. So the reason why Trevor Noah and Alec Baldwin and all these Hollywood characters were, were jumping on this wasn't for the same reason people at home were watching it. It was because this was, this was the message that was coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we want anti-police. The police are the bad guys. The police are crooked. This is the new American shtick, so to speak. I have a question. You, you brought up conspiracy theorists. Um, this doesn't necessarily have to do with documentary, but it kind of does because it's on Daily Wire. So in your most recent episode of Candace Owens, you, you kind of threw some shade on the conspiracy theorists. You kind of was even all the right wing. And you were like, well, on one hand, you know, I'm a anti-Semitic Kanye supporter. But on the other hand, I'm a puppet of Israel of Israel and Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah. So which one is it? Can yeah, you be a puppet and anti-Semitic? And that's How does the it problem. work? People get so far into their conspiracy theories. The yeah. stuff that I have read about myself, it's insane. Like literally, if you don't place your hands right, even when I'm wearing a t-shirt on my show, yeah, if I Did wear a Andrew t-shirt Jay- on my show, they'll be like, oh, what does it mean? I'm like, I don't know. It's a plane. They're like, okay, but like, what does it mean? Why is there an orange and a, a concord plane? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. They're like, well, because you know, you people on the internet will just make something up. It's true. Literally, I have to be mm-hmm. conscious of what I wear. I have to be conscious of my hand placements they'll say that i'm in the illuminati there are conspiracy theories about my uh, father-in-law who sits in the house of lords in the uk that he plucked me works for the rothschilds at my marriage mm-hmm. to sham i mean people i get it i get it we i get why we don't trust the media and that's good mm-hmm. but there uh, there's also a level that people will go to trick to create conspiracy theories and when you watch committing a murderer and we show you the fandom the fact that this sick disgusting man with a history of incest and pedophilia and you know uh, uh, being violent towards women is is getting fiancés writing him letters and he has fiancés in prison and people that are in love with him and crying outside. Yeah, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that. Well, I mean, he does look like Brad Pitt. I mean, obviously, he does. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) But to wrap it up, guys, go ahead, Tom. If you got 10 seconds, go for it. No, I was was just going to say that, um, you know, conspiracy theorists will always be around us, but truth and facts eventually come to this reveal themselves mm-hmm. yeah exactly. no question about well, facts well, don't care about your feelings tom yeah. so i don't care all right candace thanks for being on rob uh, if we can make sure once again folks go watch the documentary they can find the documentary where dailywireplus.com the first episode is for free on youtube if you want to watch it you'll be hooked you're going to love it go to dailywire.com you can watch the second episode the fourth episode just came out last night and there's been a huge response to that just every episode is an absolute bomb you're going to love it and also i just want to say in conclusion olga you got to get fired I'll tell you this. You got that it fa- you got that it factor. You got that yes. Riz. Respect to you. Gang. And congratulations Thank on your you, upcoming third. Candace coming out. By the way, I didn't want to say she's sitting here and she's pregnant and she's on fire, fire. the entire time. Zero excuses was just in LA, flew out all the way to this other side. And then she's got to get home. You're, you're amazing at your work, and I love your relentlessness. Keep at it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Again, go watch the documentary today. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye, guys. So fun.